22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a holiday edition or a year-end edition or um, a babysitting edition. I don't know which one you want to choose. Oh, <laughs> meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 72 I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and as always, I'm here with a man who is known for, to put coal in stockings, even for people he likes. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. I'm not even doing that. <laughs> that coal could be made into a diamond. So everyone, I have a very dramatic announcement, so anyone with a weak heart should leave now. Well, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dr. Fonsworth. Uh, and always joining us as well is the man who would invite Santa to, I'm sorry, Satan to Christmas dinner. RT Square, we're off the tech. You ever wonder why? No, you ever just wonder why? Okay. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and in in our guest chair this show is the guy who is slowly creeping up on Big Kev's title reign as most frequent guest. Please give it up for Hip to Tom. I just got here, and after Ralph's comment, I'm ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think we feel? We do the show with him. Yep. <laughs> you guys love it. <laughs> All right, so getting right to business. Today's episode, we will review the new Marvel miniseries by Netflix, known as Jessica Jones. Then, we'll journey to a galaxy far, far away. Yes, Riley. Far, far away a long time ago. We'll be talking about Star Wars, The Force Awakens. But first, before we go into that, let's give MSG a chance to spread the geek gossip and gab gloriously. You get what I'm talking about. Let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Kat. I just want to clear up a couple of things. First of all, I'm not MSG. That would, that would be a different I didn't place. say S. That was yes, the list. You did. Yeah, you did. I, yes, and you I did. know Ralph caught that. <laughs> we looked at each other. Oh, my God. One fucking and error. The, and the other thing I'd like to clarify is that uh, you don't babysit your own baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, and I just called Gigi on that yesterday. It's, it's called you definitely did. I was there for that. I called Gigi because Gigi said, yeah, you know, um, on this day I got a babysit. I'm like, you don't babysit your own kid. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, karma comes right there. back around. It does. <laughs> what you got, Mike? All righty. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a rumor. Former Big Blue Boy Scout Tom Welling has joined CBS's new series, Section 13. And now speculation is rampant that the Smallville star could make an appearance on the Supergirl TV show. Possibly as Superman. Really? Yeah. What? That would be awesome. It would be something. I said, you know, like the fanboys are all like, ooh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm wondering for the people who are like, um, Smallville haters, what they would say, because I know all the Smallville lovers, are like, oh my god, I can't wait. You, you mean you? Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I was about to say yeah. just, just you. <laughs> wait, everybody at this table loves Smallville. But I think we like Smallville. I mean, it got bad, but we liked Smallville. You're like, oh, it was horrible. I watched four episodes. I like <laughs> Christian Cook and Smallville. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. <laughs> and do you watch Beauty and the Beast now? Who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but wow that's interesting that, yeah. that they would possibly bring, I, I'm wondering why they haven't brought him on sooner for any of the DC stuff because he doesn't have a career <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he was hoping for a career and then DC's like calling him and like no nah, I'm okay I'll do my own thing and then years later he's like you know we got this yeah. thing oh yeah <laughs> All right, cool. That's a good way to start it up. What else yeah. you got there? Oh, Disney uh, Disney isn't letting any moss grow under Stan Lee's aging ass cheeks. In 2012, Disney Interactive and Marvel Entertainment launched Marvel Avengers Alliance. Three years later, the duo announces Marvel Avengers Alliance 2. 
The original social game became Disney's most successful with nearly 70 million players and over 100 superheroes and supervillains for players to collect and nearly 1,600 different combat situations. Now, players who pre-register for the new game prior to launch will receive a redemption code for a randomly selected Guardians of the Galaxy hero, whether it'll be Star-Lord, Gamora, Rocket Raccoon, Drax, or Groot. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's how I feel about it. I mean, I, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. They did a really good job with the movie. But I feel like they're really trying to push it down our throats now. now? Like every, every now? <laughs> You're just getting this now? Well, well, I mean, you know, since, I mean, you, you gave them their own cartoon. They're in like, every, they're cameoing every five minutes in the comic books. Every comic book has to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, yeah. Well, welcome to uh, marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is They it? will drain every penny out of that thing that they can. Movie, TV show, merchandise, <laughs> multiple comic books. That's nothing. They, oh. they barely have a presence. Well, they haven't done that with Star Wars or anything else like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm just tired. I'm just tired of seeing it because I really thought it was a really cool idea, especially when Marvel took something that wasn't a really popular property and turned it around and made it a multi-million dollar. Well, that's what every business wants to do. Yeah, but what I'm saying in the wake of Marvel, where all their big guns are gone, mm-hmm. it's like having a starting lineup of a, of a baseball team and. Um, you're, you're starting second baseman, you're starting shortstop, and your catcher are gone, and you take some guys from off the street, and you make them, you know, relevant. And right. now they're, like, juicing the hell out of that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like I said, it, it would be bad, I think, if uh, if they didn't catch on. Like, if Guardians didn't catch right. on, they were supposed to be one thing, but it's like, nope, they proved that they knew what they were doing, and now they got another uh, cash cow to work on. Yeah, but um, and what was the name of that? Marvel Alias? Uh, a Marvel, it's Avengers Alliance. Avengers yeah. Alliance. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. Have, I don't think I played that yet. It's a social game, so I think it's like more Facebook and stuff like that. Oh, uh, oh, okay. I played it. Somebody, you know, when you get those notifications on Facebook, so and so wants you to play Marvel uh, um, Avengers Alliance. Like, yeah, I just unfriend yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Just say, immediately just unfriend. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I prefer that over Farmville. My, my brother God. keeps sending me Candy so Crush requests. I'm like, damn it! If you weren't my brother, I would unfriend you right no, now. No, no, I unfriend him. I would unfriend my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Shout no out game. to Andres, <laughs> who will never listen to this podcast. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> All right, a new year, a new reboot. Xena Warrior Princess aired its series finale in 2001, so of course it's time for someone to relaunch it. No. NBC is underway to reintroduce Xena under the scripts of former Lost writer Javier Grillo um, Markswatch and co-creators Rob Tappert and Sam Raimi. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the new series will follow a modern Xena who has a combination of the original's charisma and charm, but the smarts of Hunger Games' um, Katniss. I, I don't know what that blend means. <laughs> Katniss? But, yeah. So she's going to be in the hospital for most of the series? Yeah, probably so. Ralph, you were way too excited when you said that. Keep your hands above the yeah, table. Yeah, right? <laughs> <Hands laughs> on the table. You know, uh, Lucy Lawless, who is married to Rob Tappert, has not <laughs> been contacted to appear in the new show. I think that mostly because they didn't want her presence to overshadow whatever the new series will be. I would figure that. Because, well, I mean, think about it. She's... It, She's not going to be Xena. Yeah. <laughs> so having her there would actually be weird. She was in uh, um, Ash vs. Evil Dead in the yeah. TV series. Oh, I, I still haven't watched it, but yeah, I know she's in it. Yeah, There was a nude scene, which I'm pretty sure was a body double. Probably. They, probably. they did it very seamlessly, though. It seemed like it was her. Yeah, it's very possible. We could just look at the credits and see that. Um, but they're, they're all really great friends. Like that whole that whole cast, the whole like Xena. Oh, they're still, they're still Sam cool Raimi, oh, that, yeah, yeah, they're all good friends. Bruce Campbell was in uh, Xena? Yeah. Really? And actually, it's um, yeah, wait, one of his production companies. Uh, he was in Xena. He was in Xena and Hercules. He was Autolycus. He was the thief. I got to watch that again. Yeah, he's yeah, a master I, thief. He was I in several of them. Yeah. Uh, and just, just, like, just like Sam's brother, Ted Raimi, was in several. He was Jockster, the jo- um, Jockster, uh, what did he call himself? They, they, uh, it was like Jockster, the. 
I can't. The fearless. I think that's what he was. I don't know why I want to keep saying Jacks with the Jock Stripe. It just seems like it's <laughs> That's so basically well. what he was. Because I mean, his character was just, you know, he was a wimp. He was like Shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But he thought he was like this mighty warrior, that kind of thing. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the way I feel about that. Speaking All of right. mighty warriors. Exactly. <laughs> All well, right. Are you going to tell me Hercules is coming back? Uh, not yet. Oh, <laughs> not yet. Not ever. Leave Kevin Sorbo alone. Well, he probably won't be back. But uh, well, he's got a lot of old problems. We've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't want him to be in the the what was it the, the the Rock movie, Hercules. Yeah. He actually. Oh, I mean, you, you yeah. He, he should count himself lucky because <laughs> that movie did so well. You know? Well, I you know it was a, it wasn't that bad actually. I'll, I probably won't find out anytime soon. <laughs> Coming from the source, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. I'm a little skeptical. What about the other Hercules? Which the one, one? the one Unchained. before that. Yeah. Hercules, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that one's really bad because I saw like piece of it when I was waiting for one movie to end, and I'm like, no. <laughs> you know me, I, I I'm a fan of Dwayne Johnson, so I'm like, you know, okay. what, let, let me give it a chance. You know, he's a pretty good actor, so let me check it out. So I, I saw it, good story, and it's not like they they play on the myth of Hercules, where like he has like super strength, but he's not actually like a son of a god. He's a normal guy who just you know uses hype to scare people. So he's did, just a son of a bitch. Did much. they really need another one though? Like, did did they have to revive that? No. I don't know. <laughs> no. They just wanted the money. Yeah. What a shock. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> All right. So was the magic blood too much for you to suspend your disbelief in Star Trek Into Darkness? Well, good news for you. According to upcoming Star Trek Beyond director Justin Lin, the new movie will pretty much uh, ignore everything that happened in Into Darkness. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yes, that includes interstellar teleportation. Thank you. Uh, Beyond is set two and a half years after the events of Into Darkness, and the crew's interaction will reflect a passage of time. Um, as Justin Lin put it, quote, I embrace what J.J. Abrams has brought. Without him, this whole group wouldn't be together, so I'm definitely very appreciative of him. At the same time, do we address it? No, but we don't discount it. We don't sit there and say it doesn't exist. It's part of the universe now, end quote. Star Trek Beyond is scheduled for release July 22nd, 2016. Are we really surprised that the, that the person who was behind Fast and the Furious or a couple of Fast and the Furious said, you know what, let's go with the story and let's totally wipe it clean and use the suit telling something different. Well, not only that, if you guys have seen the trailer, it's a lot more action than yeah. normal yes. Star Trek. Star yeah, Trek is more like that. exploring and this right. is all like, we're going to kick some ass right now. Right. So, so wait a sec. Uh, interplanetary teleportation was not a thing? No. That was, a whole, that was a big thing from the first movie, remember? But it Remember, was, Scotty is the one that figured out how to do it. Yeah, but I'm saying in the Star Trek universe, that was never... Interstellar? Like... No. Oh. Not inter- you're, you're, talking, you're talking about, I'm here, another galaxy, I'm teleporting oh, okay. someone. That was no... No, it was just teleportation existed, but not interstellar. Yeah, no, no, between planets. Interstellar. Like, between... No, what about between planets? Like, a planet well, like within being, the like same in system. Words, right, well, not... Well, they did it in the first one, didn't they? Yeah. they yeah. No, in the, was right, it? but in yeah. the first one, it's Scotty that mm-hmm. figures out how to do it. It never existed before. That's the whole point. They made it up then. It wasn't a Star Trek thing. You sure? Yeah. You sure? Yes. I thought they had Spock go back. Yeah, because Spock said he was like, you're this in the future, but I'm telling you about it now to get Kirk back onto the Enterprise. I thought it was Scotty that made it, but maybe it was um, Spock. No, no, no. Scotty did make it, but in the future. Yeah. Because Spock was from the future, so we came oh, right. back. But, but, but I'm saying, though, but again, I keep saying, this is not from the Star Trek world. The this original, is, like, the, the canon I keep trying to say series. he's ignoring J.J. Abrams, which is interstellar teleportation. He's ignoring that. Okay, I'm still confused, but carry on. <laughs> no, my, my only qualm is, I love Justin Lin. I love the Fast and Furious uh, franchise. Never I love saw the Star one Trek of them. Fran- I love Literally. Them. I love them. But it, my issue is, in the most recent Fast and Furious movie, Paul Walker runs up a bus, jumps, grabs oh, the cliff, right. and just makes it. In the trailer, Simon Pegg is falling off a cliff, jumps, and just makes it. Did you literally just 
switch the white people? Is that what you did? Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the same cliff, too. Just, <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> they said, well, we already have this scene. Let's just, you know, have him, you know, jumping in front of a green screen and we'll just do that. We don't have to reshoot the whole it, thing. It looks like the same cliff and they just swat the white people. Well, and it, instead of a bus, it's a pod. Well, if you want to know, in the, in the Fast and Furious 8 movie that's coming out, Paul Walker jumps for the cliff and the next scene is his funeral. <laughs> that's not cool. That's not cool. Wow. Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> Damn. No, 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 no. As a car you fanatic, that his death. That's the gong. That has to be the gong. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. Uh, well, Tyrese, another person that won't be on our show, Tyrese. <laughs> what the hell? Or Vin Diesel, I, it was mad, I, I didn't say I was going to drive a Porsche to his funeral. Ooh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Mike's got two gongs in 30 seconds. My, my, heart hurts. my heart hurts. My heart hurts. I thought Mike was going to say, you know whose heart doesn't hurt? Paul Walker's. <laughs> 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 Extra crispy. <laughs> I can't even joke. I, I'm going to stop. Welcome to Meanwhile 22 t- Pages Later. It's gongerific. <laughs> it's the gong show now. And we'll be sued for that. <laughs> All right. So the one hero you never want a hand job from is finally getting some good news. The Flash. <laughs> Netflix's Iron Fist has been rumored <laughs> on again and off again project. But recently, uh, Scott Buck, formerly from Six Feet Under and Dexter, has been confirmed as the showrunner. The series has been officially described by Marvel as, quote, returning to New York City after being missing for years. Daniel Rand fights against the criminal element corrupting New York City with, its, with his incredible kung fu mastery and ability to summon the awesome power of the fiery Iron Fist, end quote. Even though obtaining a showrunner is a sign that Iron Fist is moving forward, no timeline for the series has been announced. And it's funny because... Is there an off button for that, baby? (laughs) (laughs) All I'll say is, I'm glad they decided to move forward with it, only because I thought they were going to put it on the back burner for a longer time. Well, they have a showrunner. Again, there's still no definite, uh, but they are looking forward to, uh, you know, they're they're, they're moving in a good direction. Okay. And they actually, it was really interesting. I was reading something else that said that um, for a while there, Netflix and Marvel was considering... uh, having an Asian-American actor play Danny Rand. Really? Uh, but then they were like, nah, let's just stick with the source material. And what was the name of the guy from the Danny Rand universe? A master of Kung Fu? I'm sorry? Masters of Kung Fu. I yeah. mean, he's just from his own universe. I mean, he's, he's just master. Yeah. He was, um, I, I'm not understanding your question. No, no, no. Okay, because I thought, I always thought that the Master of Kung Fu, the, the Marvel comic, oh, um, also ran um, parallel with um, Iron Fist and... Oh, no. I mean... No. No. I mean, I'm sure they met at some point, but I mean, you know. But, but it was two totally different comics. Yeah, 100%. Because because that was not a superhero thing. That was more kind of like, you know, you had the mysticism from, because uh, Fu Manchu, I think was supposedly a relative of his or something like that, right. or the master of Kung Fu, but. Uh, yeah, I always, I always thought that those two, you know, were, were together. But you know what? No, in the Ultimate Universe, that's what they did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The <laughs> Ultimate Universe, where, where they ran out of ultimate ideas. <laughs> I could have sworn the Master of Kung Fu also taught Spider-Man how to... Um... That, was, that was the regular okay. universe, but that was in like the last five years where he, he taught him Spider-Fu. Let's and, now you Let's want, and now you wonder why I don't bring that up. <laughs> Spider-Fu. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So what else you got there? That right? is it. That is all the quick news? Oh, yeah. All right. Ralph, do you have any quick news? Yes. I'm still awesome. I'm Ooh, done. That is news. Yeah. <laughs> for all of you who thought I should, I should have started that news that's big news yeah, shit, that, shit that's news to me for all of you who <laughs> thought that my awesomeness was done no that was uh, false information distributed by my enemies I am still awesome wow <laughs> <laughs> T- 
Tom, any quick news? Do you mean awesomely terrible? <laughs> <laughs> Interpret wow. that as you wish. <laughs> I am um, awesome. Awesomely terrible. Like, people not showing up for a movie. We're not going to get into that now, though. <laughs> We're even the second half of the show for me to get into that. Passive-aggressive much? <laughs> awesomely terrible, like not having Japanese whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we'll talk about that as well. But, you know, we should talk about, we should talk about the first half of the show, which is um, the new Marvel miniseries on Netflix called Jessica Jones, and people might not be familiar with it. So, with a synopsis breaking it down, is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. All right, Jessica Jones is the latest Netflix Marvel co-mingling of 2015. The show was written by Melissa Rosenberg and centers around the Marvel character of the same name. This basic premise of the show is based on the comic book Alias, uh, that was Jones' first appearance, co-created by Michael uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. Uh, the Netflix series ran for 13 episodes, and Jones is expected to return in the Defenders crossover miniseries. And now for a synopsis. The B in Apartment 23 is back as the C-word everywhere she goes. Uh, Jessica Jones is a foul-mouthed, foul-smelling, foul-mannered, and foul-tempered private investigator with a heart of gold. Barely surviving her month's capture and subjugation by Kilgrave's mind-controlled powers, Jessica haunts the city streets taking pics of straying husbands to pay her bills. She is hard-hitting, hard-drinking, hard-headed, reluctant hero with extremely vague superpowers that assist her when the plot needs them. Jessica's BFF and kind of sort of adopted sister Trish Walker is one hellcat of a partner assisting her in fighting the, of her nightmare foe. And when Jessica meets steel-skinned Luke Cage, we learn that she likes her men like she likes her limousines. Long, black, and smashing into her like <laughs> former Senator Ted Kennedy was drunk at the wheel. Alrighty. There we are. Alright, cool. So... Let's go right into it. Jessica Jones, um, Netflix's second series, um, I'm sorry, second Marvel miniseries on Netflix. Um, this run was a little bit shorter than the Daredevil run, I believe. This was 13 episodes where Daredevil was 20. I thought, no, I no, thought Daredevil th- was 13. I yeah, thought. Was it 13? Yeah, 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 Netflix well, remember, gonna, yeah. that's when I had the baby, and it was when Gigi first had the baby, I got no sleep. I could have sworn it was 19. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, they didn't increase the amount of episodes just because of your baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I'm saying I'm in a time warp. Right, yeah. um, how did, did you feel like it told a complete story, and you know, did you like it? Was it a complete story? Yeah, it was very complete. Well, because I know sometimes people, you know, they'll write they write a miniseries, and there's like a, a lot of um, things left for a uh, what do you call it a sequel or a continuation of another series. Did you feel like it was a complete story, and did you like it? Yeah, I, but this story, it. I mean, the fact that uh, at least right now there is no word on there being a Jessica Jones two, as opposed to, like we know there's a second season of Daredevil before the Defenders. Yeah. Right. Um, this one actually just felt like that was that. I mean, I mean, obviously the character didn't go off into the sunset, but it didn't feel like. And join us in six more months for you know part two. It's like no, that was the whole story. I feel like they she might make an appearance in uh, Luke Cage's story. I would imagine. Well, I would hope so. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they may not, but I mean, cause the fact that they introduced him here, it would be weird for her not to be there, even if just for a couple of moments. You know. Yeah. Well, um, but but I do feel that. Um, I was saying to some uh, to, to punch people yesterday that it's just really weird that it was really well done and really well written and everything like that. But they're they based a lot, not not really a ton, but the, the general premise is based off of the Alias comic book, which means they which means they had a source material to go with, right? And it feels like 
I think that's to me is why it feels like that. It wasn't really open ended. It was just kind of like, and we don't really have any more ideas with the character, so uh, that's our story. <laughs> and we're we'll closing the show. <laughs> you know. You, um, but I mean, it was good though. Like I said, it didn't wrap it up, but it just felt like, well, we don't know what to do with this now. Do, do you also feel that they sort of dragged it on a little bit? Yes. Right. Which is actually, you know, I mean, in the things that I like and don't like, I um, they, it, it could have easily been, I mean, easily have been 10 episodes. And you wouldn't have suffered. I would even go as far as to say they could have made it nine episodes. They could have made it eight episodes. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. I was about to say nine is even still being kind. Um, uh, one of the faults I found was uh, there's a uh, the character, the cop in there that is uh, Frank Simpson. Oh, Simpson, yeah. His, his um, code name in the comic books is Nuke. Yep. Right. Yeah, that's Nuke. And, um, and who's not generally an interesting character. And they didn't actually make him that interesting here. But that entire storyline could have been removed. It, it, it literally added zero to the show and actually felt very forced by time there was a, a display of power between the two of them. Right. Um, I mean, the only thing that that brought up was, and did you notice, by the way, the name of the organization that... IGH. Right. Which sounds like, in the Marvel world... IGH. Yeah, but don't say a- it like, like you're Mexican. IGH. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're fucked up. Sounds IGH like- sounds like MGH, yeah. which is the mutant growth hormone. But oh. because there are no mutants in the Mar- uh, Marvel Universe, because they don't have rights to the words, they I bet the eye sounds like a little bit more like inhuman to me. Ah. <laughs> I- well, okay. nice catch, Mike. Wow, yeah. that's, uh, that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. I got a question for you, Cap. Sure, go ahead. What'd you think about uh, Kilgrave? Kilgrave is probably one of the most sadistic Marvel villains, period. Where Loki was probably one... I mean, we're talking about Marvel movies, not Marvel characters. You know, so in, out of the Marvel movies, you have Loki, you had Ultron, you have Thanos, which you haven't really seen anything from. You have Kingpin, you've got a couple of other ones. You had the Dark Elf. Yeah, yeah. What? The Dark Elf. The Dark Elf. Dark Elf. Oh, the Dark Elf from Thor too, right? Yeah. Um, and the Destroyer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I put I put Kilgrave top of the list now. So David Tennant did a really good job portraying. Uh, yeah, him. here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but but it's not like I was watching a. Um, Doctor Who episode and I said it was great that would have been but, just the, how, but it would have been that good with in, acting in a way <laughs> you know you are saying that Doctor Who is really good because David Tennant played the Doctor or, it's a or, facto or Doctor could, Who really good or I could say that um, look at David Tennant flourish after that shitty Doctor Who run he had <laughs> No, uh, you, say that? Well, you, you actually brought that up, and he's 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 battling with a good point. Well, this this isn't right after Doctor Who because he did uh, Broadchurch, and he was pretty good in that too. Broadchurch is really good. Yeah, but but do, but, but, but don't bring up um uh what's that what's the vampire movie? Oh oh, I know what you're talking about. The one where it's, uh, it's the remake. Yeah, what vampire movie? The one that's in Las Vegas or whatever with um this guy. No, it's not in Las Vegas. It's it's the remake of oh god, it's from the late '80s. It is called Fright Night. Oh, he's yeah. in Fright Night. That yes. was a, it, it. Took place because oh, uh, was that? I mean, I remember that it was some generic town. I didn't know it was supposed to be Las Vegas. Well, it's, it was near Las Vegas because oh, okay. um, so it was just someplace. In the and nobody cares about anything else outside of Las Vegas. David Tennant's character played a magician. He was in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, you mean Las Vegas is in all of Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. That's all that matters. It, it feels like that. It's like it's like Las Vegas and then everything else. Yeah. It's, it's the place that has all the water. How did you guys feel about Kilgrave? Um, I, I, I loved Kilgrave. Oh, he was he did he, a great job. With yes, it. he did. You know, uh, but the, it's just David Tennant. It's just he's a good actor. He's he has really great delivery, and they gave him, of course, obviously, great lines to work with. Yeah. You know, um, it's because they the thing is they could have made him corny, and there was that possibility it could have turned out that way. It was just certain decisions that he made and didn't make. Um, you know, whether that was his own decision or the writing decision were just really well done. You yeah. know, there was a point where you actually feel for him. Where you're like, yeah. you, you're starting to feel like, damn, this guy really suffered, you know, as a kid that his parents really, 
you know, treating him bad. They experimented on him and whatever. And then you learn the truth that it was just that his parents were trying to save him and that his powers were a side effect. And then he actually... You know, treated his parents horribly. Right. At the same time, that there is still like there, there is still a question with that because you saw tapes of other kids, mm-hmm. and you're like, they didn't look like they were any too happy either to be there. So you're like, <laughs> I'm sure he made them suffer, but like, did they? Act, I mean, they may have been trying to do one thing, but it just still doesn't mean that they did it nicely. And then there's <laughs> also the the fact that one of those kids could also be uh, Luke Cage because we all know that he was also a product of an experiment. Right. But no, his is as an adult though. I mean, yeah, I mean, he didn't make it sound like it was a child thing. Oh, okay. it, and in the comments, it was because in the comments, he was already arrested on a drug charge, but he didn't do it. He wasn't the drug uh, dealer or whatever. He was arrested for it in prison. They were like, well, you know, if you want like an early release, you can go into this experiment. He does. It gives him the super strong thing and he breaks uh, out and he, he escapes. He was actually a wanted man for a long time. I think they even brought that up in the 2000s. Finally, after all those years, like, you know, actually, you're technically wanted by the cops because you broke out of jail. <laughs> you know? I remember that when, when they did Cage and he had the yeah. purple outfit with the with yeah. the black leather jacket when yeah. they reimagined. I was like, what, 89, 90, something like that? No, I don't remember. I just know. I just remember saying, really, that they're going to do this to them? And I mean, people. I, pe- I was just mad that they actually made him say uh, sweet, sweet Christmas more than once yeah <laughs> yes. and I'm like alright I mean I mean, it's a cute nod but it, you know at least, at least he didn't throw a punch and say it because that would have been horrible <laughs> every, every time he said it, I, I was thinking to myself shit if Mike is watching this right now he's probably throwing up a storm he's like oh come on really <laughs> the first time he said it I just smiled it was the second time he said it I was like alright just, just knock it off. Mike was still waiting for the tiara and the yellow shirt. I was. I actually was. <laughs> Look, after they showed Jewel's outfit, and I was... that. Oh, I mean, man. Her outfit is horrible when you actually see it in the comics. It's the exact same outfit. I mean, there is no mm-hmm. difference, but it's horrible in the comics owner. It, it it looks like we made up a character, and we gave her a made-up superhero outfit so that nobody would ever want it, and therefore, we, we've copyrighted it, but it's a piece of shit. Yeah. And when you saw it live, though, I was like, it was hideous. Horrible. With that horrible Jewel off to the side, yeah. I'm like... I'm like, okay, what possessed you to put that there? It's yeah. got to be uncomfortable. She's like, I'm not fighting crime in that. Yeah. No. You know. Shit, I'm not cleaning my house. And did you see how they made fun of Daredevil, though, with that? How? Because when uh, when uh, Patsy, or I'm sorry, when Trish puts on the mask and she walks behind her, she turns it around so it's a blindfold and she goes, there, could you fight like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I remember that yeah. and I'm thinking, well, I know someone who Right, can. exactly. <laughs> I mean, but, but the funny part, and see, that's what I find weird is... There is no reference to Daredevil. However, hold on. However, once we meet um, Claire, Claire Temple, right? And I, what, this is what I'm leading. Still, there is no mention of Daredevil in the sense of Claire is referencing that she knows Daredevil and has been through hell of a fight. That means the entire Kingpin episode. In other words, all of Daredevil has already occurred. All of it, right? Which means Daredevil has been in the newspaper because we saw the TV show. We saw what happened, and yet. Jessica doesn't act like, wow, there's someone like, like at no point does anyone reference that there is someone else in town doing this besides the big guys from the Avengers. Yeah. Like that was weird. Yeah. They kept referencing the Avengers two or three times. Right. We all know superheroes are self-centered. It was just, it's just bizarre. I mean, especially considering it's not like these are opposing TV shows on different channels. It's like, you could bring him up, you know, like, like somebody could, I mean, well, I think it, did someone at some point suggest her to go to the Avengers or no? Well, well, wasn't no, it something? Was, I know they brought it up, but I there's a couple. Well, it's a, the defense should be handling this, or maybe this kind of villain, you know, is is somebody that, that they should be handling. Right, that she was saying the, like, the big green guy and his crew. Right, yeah. yeah, you know, and we shouldn't assume that all of that already happened. We, we at best we could infer is that it might be happening at the same time, or had, or there might be like a slight like time difference. Like, I mean, we could, but I, I really do think that they are. I think these things are going in order. I, I, I think that they're chronological. Know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, you know, Daredevil has happened. Jessica Jones is now happening. So this way, they'll all meet each other up for the Defenders, you know. Yeah. But but like I said, I mean, I still enjoyed it that way. I, I, I did want just a little bit more of them touching. But, uh, but um, I was about to say, uh, I, I didn't like the way they handled her powers. I mean, they, they're bad enough. At least they didn't find them in the comic books. They defined them in some kind of way. Here, they were just very vague. And they were vague when... They were vague and they were convenient. It was conveniently brought up, like, "Oh yeah. my gosh, she get hit by a car." Oh, you know, she, you know, she has this, or she has that. Right. She has, uh, uh, was it faster healing than normal? Uh, super strength. She, right. but like her, but her strength was very like, how strong exactly yeah. are you? You know, because like she would have tough times with certain things where you're like, you should be able to kind of deal with that person. But meanwhile, you're like throwing Luke Cage around. <laughs> like 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 a cat, like a, like you know a toy. I think she made reference to it. Like she, but um, well, she said she, she didn't know the upper limits of her strength. Yeah, she always struggles with the control too. So like she doesn't want to like do too much and then you know like kill yeah. somebody accidentally. Right. That's why with Luke, she knows that she could toss him around because he's not going to get hurt. Right. But it was just like little things. But it also like uh, for instance, um, with her neighbor was it Robin? Was that her name? Um. Yeah. The crazy neighbor. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, the the the, the, the other half of the twin. Yeah. 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 Robin. Yeah. Um. Like huh, she, Robin, yeah. <laughs> um, she hits her with a two by four and knocks her out. I mean, like way out. And yeah. I'm like, but you've been knocked through the wall by people later on, and you didn't even suffer much of an injury. Like it, that's what I'm saying. It was very. It's like okay, you're super strong. You have a certain amount of invulnerability as well. That's fine. But a two by four, apparently, by, by a woman with no athletic ability no, at all. No, because her weakness, you know, she can roll with the punch. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Her her weakness is two by fours to the head. Evidently, <laughs> I, I guess if I guess if Earth Two Green Lantern could, you know, has wood problem, but hey, he's got problem with his wood. Um, uh. <laughs> you know. no, but it was just so that like angered me, or just also like um, the fact that they kept trying to stress because in the comics she can fly, she just doesn't do it very well. Yeah. Um, here they kept saying, "Well, I don't fly, I just jump and I just fall," you know, very slowly. You know. Oh, actually, goes I, I fall strategically or something like that. Yeah, but that's fine. Up until, so now you're thinking, okay, so she can jump, but we have no definition. So you see her, there are times like, like for instance, when she's chasing the guy down the steps, and it's one of those stairwells where you could just jump straight down the stairwell. It's like, why did you run down the steps after? You could have just jumped straight down the stairwell. Like, yeah. um, or other things where, like, you know, there were times when you would see her look up at a building, and she would think, I'll just jump up there, but no, I better go into the lobby. And that's fine from a strategic point of view. But you're thinking, okay, so she can jump maybe... Five stories, six right. stories. I mean, again, they didn't say. I'm saying you're thinking by what we're seeing. But then when she has Kilgrave and Simpson and his people are coming, oh, yeah. she jumps and they look up like she took off like she was flying. And I'm like, so how far do you actually jump? I mean, like, like we have no idea how far. Because if, if she just jumped across the street, which would be a hell of a distance, yeah. you would be like they would have looked up and looked down. But they looked up and they kept looking up. So that means she did not come down, and then suddenly she was at the hospital. Well, I mean, but she didn't fly because they've established in this thing that she definitely does not fly. That's fine that she jumped far, but my point is, well, then you can jump really far, like like a Hulk jump, right? Or a Superman back in the day, where you can right. jump like you know, like eight, like city leaping blocks. tall buildings. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I'm saying, like, so that at the same time, so that when she's fighting, especially when she's fighting Cage, remember she doesn't fly. That means all of it, that. That's a lot of strength in her legs. That's the strongest part of her body. If she kicked Luke Cage, he would have been like down the street. <laughs> you know, like like it was that kind of that's what I'm saying it was inconsistent. She would have to understand that her legs would be immensely powerful in order to jump like that. It was just like weird things like that. I, I just thought that they could have better defined her power 
so that we we understood exactly what it was instead of it being like a deus ex machina whenever it worked for the scene, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's funny because um, Mike said as part of his likes, what did we like about the show? Uh, the writing was really well yes. done. Um, like I said, except for like the, the part of the script that I thought they could have wiped out, but I, I thought it was written really well. Um, the, the dialogue for all the characters, I, I thought they felt individual. It didn't seem like Brian Bendis talking to Brian Bendis. Yeah. Well, it also didn't feel like it didn't feel like at any point if anyone else had said another line that anyone else had said, it would not have worked. It felt like these were their lines. This is how this person speaks. Right. You know. It, okay, Ralph. How did you? Well, what, what did you like? Well, what's one of the things you liked? Hmm. I like the way that the characters worked with each other. So, like Jessica Jones' interactions with um with Trish, with, with Trish, mm-hmm. and her interactions with Luke, and especially her interactions with Kilgrave. You know, oh yeah, right. That the, the chemistry like there is like you know, like like, like these actors actually uh, played well off each other. You right. Know? You could feel the tension. You could feel the tension between them. And uh, I mean, um, what's her name? Um, Kristen Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Great job. Fantastic job. Yeah. And I wasn't sure because I was like, I'm not sure if she could pull this off. She really did a great job. Because I always saw um, Jessica Jones. I saw different actresses for that role. I didn't see Kristen Ritter playing that role. No, I mean, I, I mean, visually, I didn't see her playing it. But I mean, yeah, no, she did a good job of it. I mean, she, she's played a drunk before in um in, in, in uh the B in apartment twenty three. Yeah, apartment twenty three. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's just another, just you know, a more serious drunk in this one. Yeah, serious shit. Every time I, every time I freaking turned around, she had a Jim Bean bottle. In her <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was, I was when I was watching this. I'm like, did, did, how much did they pay to get all this free advertising in there? Well, not free, <laughs> yeah, well, but well, they I, didn't. That's the whole point. <laughs> the advertising in there. Like, it's more wild like, turkey. Much- wild turkey must be like you know, say yeah. hey. <laughs> You know uh, our shitty alcohol. Somebody cares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're gonna get sponsored by Georgie. Yeah, <laughs> Georgie vodka is horrible. <laughs> um, one thing I liked about it was that it definitely had a much more serious tone. Where Marvel Marvel entities have a tendency of being, you know, they, they're a little bit adult, but they're a lot more fun and meant for kids. This definitely was a more serious. And, and mind you, Daredevil was serious already. Yeah. This was very serious. Now I. Have, Part of my dislikes is going to be how serious it was. Talking about the over-sexual, over-sexualization of everything. Right. Everybody yeah. and mother, we got to know about their sex lives. I'm like, do we have yeah, to I, I didn't get that. I didn't feel the need. And the thing is, it's written by a woman. Um, I, I just, it, it just was very unnecessary. I'm like, you know, I'm not, you know, they're not virgins or whatever. And it's like, just like normal television. I'm like, you just woke up in bed next time. We know it went on. It was just weird that... We got to see, like, you know, you, you see her and, and Luke going at it, uh, you know, Trish, you know, getting eaten out. And you're like, I'm like, I don't get the purpose of this. It, it just feels like, oh, sex we've got it. Well, maybe, maybe no, like you this said, because they're going by. Like, Daredevil going, hadn't have sex. It sold. But, but maybe <laughs> you know? because they, they were going by the script by Michael Bendis, that was whole over, over, um, over-sexualized, too. And you're saying, maybe they stuck close to the source material, and that's what you got. Yeah, but I mean... But they didn't stick to it. I mean, in other words, this is not the real story that occurred. So you know what I'm saying? It's like you're not verbatim translating something. Right. Th- these are your choices. This is not the choice of the book. This or may- or is, this maybe, is your choice. Or, or, or <laughs> maybe that you know they felt okay. What well, What are some things about this story that ring true? And that even though we're not cover, you know, going page for page, what are some things that ring true? Okay, she's kick ass. Okay, show curse. Okay, there's a lot of sex. Okay, let's keep those elements. Maybe that was part of the writers' meeting. You know that that they kept that included in that. You know the idea that right. you know we should keep these elements. This is what no, I mean. No, it's very positive. It's just like I said. It's just weird considering that. Like I guess it's it's weird because yes, there are the the themes in general are um, mature, meaning that like mind control. Technically, you know she's been she's been raped. She had no say in everything. That's a mature theme. 
But think about that. I mean, take the violence that was there. And I'm not talking about a 10-year-old watching it. But you could have your early to mid-teens comfortably watching Daredevil. This one, it's like, well, this is actually part of a series that's leading up to a bigger series. And I don't even really know if I want my early teen kid watching this. Like, you know, so like now it's like, well, you get to watch Daredevil and then you don't get to watch this. (laughs) <laughs> and we skip to Luke Cage. How do you get there? Well, well yeah, exactly. You, know. <laughs> no, you just, just skip to those. You just go, but you, have to, but you have to know it's there. And then be like, okay, skip that part. But you have to know it's there. That's, again, the point. And then when they say, hey, Dad, what are they talking about broken bed? What do you mean? Why does he need any bed for? Well, you know, they were jumping on the bed and they broke it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I felt that it was just unnecessary because it just didn't it didn't add anything to the story. It just... It just felt like like what Shakespeare would say that he would throw in sexual innuendos or whatever is to play to the lower classes. That's what it felt like. It was like, it's only there just so that, that guys can go, I'm watching a thing about a female superhero, so I expect her to at least get banged. And you're like, all right, if that's it's, what it it's, takes. It's, it's an excuse to see her in her bra. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 it was just like, I didn't realize how many times, as I started counting, I was like, wait a minute, how many times have I seen Luke and Jessica in bed? Must have been like between the first four episodes. Yeah, it was like seven times because because yeah. there was that one episode where they do it multiple times, and it's like every time I re I rewound it or I fast forward it, I felt like I was in the same spot. Like yeah. you know, Luke leaning on the bed with his naked back and Jessica <laughs> laying there under the covers. I'm like, oh god, we're here again. Yeah, it's like Groundhog's Day. Were you jealous? You're like, damn, I can't do it that many times. <laughs> That's why he kept rewinding it. <laughs> we lived the magic over and over. He was he was trying to get notes. He's like, all right, what do you do? Lift the leg up? Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, they weren't that explicit, thank God. <laughs> but, but the I like they, the leg. There was one point where I was like, I won't say I was uncomfortable, but I was like, okay. When, um, oh, what was the name of the, of the, of the lead lawyer? Um, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry Hogarth. Yeah, Hogarth. Oh, when Hogarth is with the secretary, and, and, and the secretary is telling her about, you know, like, hey, I really want to be with you. And she's kind of like, you know, sitting on the desk. And you know what's funny? I thought that would have been hotter than, than what it was. It felt more creepy. Right when, when she was getting fingered. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was. Just oh, weird. you want me just to say that? Yes. Oh, wait. Press the button, please. I realize we're talking so much. And we didn't press this button. Warning: This segment may contain spoilers, so leave Ralph alone. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> right. Leave me but, alone. But again, that scene, like with Jerry Hogarth, like you're saying, like again, purpose. Like it, there, it just was no purpose to these scenes. They were just like again, it was just like to go like, oh, I watched the show. There was sexual stuff in it. It's like, yeah, you're. I mean, if you're an adult watching this, it's like, there's porn everywhere, dude. What, what are you doing? Do you, <laughs> you, know? do you think it was uh, an interesting choice for them to... Because in the comics, Jerry Hogarth is, is a man. man. Yes, Jaren. Yeah. Um, I just think that they decided to make this much more female-dominated just to give more uh, female presence, and I think that's fine. Because um, Jaren Hogarth, once again, going back to Iron Fist, he was the executor of uh, Wendell Rand's will. Ah. So that would be another... I don't know if she will have the same authority, but that's what, that's what the character is from. And he... Uh, if they follow suit, she's supposed to become the lawyer for the defenders. Right, exactly, which would be kind of cool, you know. So we'll see if that works out there. But by the way, like, and again, I thought that the um, the Daredevil was a bit more trying to find a little bit more logic. In other words, when the Daredevil like fought crime, the cops were involved. Like they would come back, they were involved, they knew right. about him. Da 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 da. Like, did you notice that there was an incredible amount of of a lack of police presence when it made sense that there would be a police presence? Like, for instance. Um, when Hillgrave controls the next door neighbor that hurt Jessica's feelings. Yeah. She blows up in the middle of a block. A, a blow, uh, she blows up enough to knock out, you know, knock around these four men. It's a loud boom. It's in the middle of the street. She blows her body apart. We see 
we know that Jessica took Kilgrave. We see um, Trish driving Frank Simpson to the hospital. It's daylight when she's driving him. It was nighttime then. Mm-hmm. So that means that he had to be unconscious, eventually wake up, call Trish, her to show up, to pick him up. It's now daytime. There's not one cop that showed up to an explosion in the middle of Queens. Welcome to New York. <laughs> like, like, well, yeah, but that's the whole point. Welcome, Welcome to, to post 9-11 New York. <laughs> like, that, you know, it's just one of those where you went, so there is no cop showing up for that one there? He's, he just sat there all that time? You know, you know I, I got the call, but it, it was just some kids playing with cherry bombs. So I was like, you know what? The neighbors would see the bodies dispersed on the sidewalk. <laughs> it was summertime, so all the neighbors were gone. <laughs> but the body like, parts were still there. <laughs> but yeah, the but body was, parts were still there. There was no one to see them. All yeah. the houses were empty. Uh, that's what I say. It was just, it just, it was just one of those things where it just felt weird that they took um, a little bit of the more, I guess, realism of the situations for the comic book stuff. Again, not a big fault. It was just one of those, like, how did that happen? It wasn't even my precinct. You know, just talk to my commanding officer. He'll tell you everything that happened. <laughs> I, I guess you thought this through, huh, Ralph? Yeah. What? We can tell. <laughs> That's Officer Ralph to you. And that same precinct, by the way, had the same sergeant because they, they were using the same uh, police station between Daredevil and oh, Jessica right. Jones. Yeah. So there was still, that was Stanley's appearance once again was that quick picture that's on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and that, Stanley forever on the wall. Yeah. The guy, like, the... It was the chief captain that got killed, man. That's just like, I did not see that one coming. I kind of figured he's involving himself. Plus, they seem to like to kill the black guys that are being helpful in, the, in between true. the two series. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to get it. Yeah, I did not think he was going to get it. I was like, okay, you know, maybe he'll... I did not see Simpson up. like just do it. Well, I was about to say, the fact that he died by the hands of another guy, that was, you expected nothing else. And another cop. Right, yeah. And another cop to boot. Right. Psycho Simpson. Yes. On the, so now you guys know... If you're gonna take the red pill, make sure you got blue pills handy. Right? That's one. That's Just one thing. That, that's one thing that bothered me when Trish took the red pill. Moving a little ahead, right. um, when Trish took the red pill to kick um, Frank's ass, right, and then she started dying, and then Jessica went to go help her out. Didn't she realize when Frank goes, she needs one of these blue pills and he just that are in my side. pocket? Yeah. Well, no, no, he, he threw them at the air conditioner. Right, he threw them out the window. Did he? I don't yeah. know. No, no, it was, it was at the window was closed. I thought he threw it through the window. No, no, he threw, oh. it, at, it, threw it at a closed window where the air conditioner was and the pills just dispersed. Oh, I thought he went through a window. I thought he threw it out the window. No, no, no. Oh. No, it was just okay. I mean, I just knew they weren't on oh, him anymore. My mistake. Because yeah. I, I was like, why don't you just grab a... No, but even then, like, you knew he threw them. Just go to where he threw them. At. Right. Probably yeah. one's still there. Right, yeah. So, here you go. Trish, I know it's covered in rat poo, but you need this. <laughs> Take it. I know, I'm sorry. The, the maid hasn't come in a while. No, exactly. Is there another uh, Is there another like before we go to dislikes? Uh, what did I like? What did I like? What did I like? What did I like? I liked how they sort of gave, like, a little backstory of, of how um, Jessica got her powers and what happened to her family and how she ended up with Trish. Right. That's you, pretty cool. But it touches a bit on the power. I mean, they still haven't said how it happens yet, but yeah. Well, they said it was it was a crash and it was like chemicals that got onto her. When she was in the hospital, when, like when you see her like waking up in the hospital and you he- hear the conversation between Trish and her mom mm-hmm. and like one of the nurses tells her, it's like, oh, you know, um, they, uh, there's a lot of chemicals or something on her. Right. And we're still trying to see what's going to happen to her. Oh yeah, that's true. That, that is true too. That is true. Any other likes for you, Mike? Um, like I, said, I just like the general story. I just thought that um, you know, it was just it was just well put together uh, in many ways. And besides the points that I pointed out, I I just enjoyed a lot of the uh, tenant was always great. Yeah, you know, he was just he just did such a great job of being a, a really just nasty kind of guy. Although I I did find 
the storyline of uh, of how much he was in love with her. I just thought that that felt dragged a bit. You know, I, I wanted um, him to say Alonzi so badly. Uh, I was good, I was good without that. <laughs> What's that? Huh? Well, I, it's what he says Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but you saw the, the references because in um, in the comics he's known as the Purple Man, right? And he's always wearing purple. Yeah, and he got more purple actually as the episode went on. Yeah, and what was interesting though, like uh, I I thought that he was his skin was actually going to turn purple when well, it he did was, briefly when he took that the the like the the enhancer. Uh huh. I thought like it was going to leave him purple. Oh yeah, I thought they were going to go there too, but then they just decided it, to go against it. I was like, oh, because they weren't showing his face for, <laughs> right. right after that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, he's purple now. He better be purple. Right. He's purple when we see him. Oh, he's not purple. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed because he turned purple briefly, and it was like, oh. Okay. You know who Kilgore reminds me of? Shadow King, down to the color. Shadow King. From Shadow King from the X Men. I mean, um, because yeah. um, you know he was another mind control. Well, he was, well, a, was a telepath. He was he was mind, he was a telepath, but he was. Always like, um, do, well, he would do the same kind of gimmick. Like he would take over people's minds and, right. But a little different. Instead of like telling them what to do and, and manipulating, manipulating them to do things, he would actually just take over their minds and just, you know. Well, also he was he had no he was in, um he was non corporeal, so he would just really he was take the them over. Plane, yeah. Right, he would just take them over. Yeah, yeah. corporeal. Yeah, he's non corporeal. Okay, you, yeah, said, no, you, you know, said non corporeal. I didn't know he had a rank. I'm sorry, corporeal. Yeah. Sorry, he was a yeah. nobody. Ha 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 ha. There we go. Yeah. Um, so now let's go to what did you not like about the series? Well, we already said that, didn't we? Yeah, I thought we kind of covered a lot of that. Oh, okay. I thought, there was, I thought there was more. I mean, we do have Mike on the show, so I had to double check. <laughs> but you, I, I thought I heard people that didn't like things. Oh, that's right. Other people had opinions about not liking things besides me. Yeah, but you're the, you're the lead horse runner. Quit the bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just the one that everybody goes, what didn't you like, Mike? Oh, so now that I'm first, I'm the only one that has no opinion about this. Listen, listen, you're a trendsetter because you make us realize what we don't actually like about the movies. We hear, okay, Mike doesn't like this, 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 and this. I didn't have a problem with this, but you know, he's kind of right about this. You know, this, I didn't have a problem about that. Translated, sheep. (laughs) (laughs) You just needed a good sheep herder. (laughs) All right, so ratings for Jessica Jones. On excuse me, on Netflix, Ralph, I give it nine. Oh my God, she just punched that girl in her heart, and she's dead. Out of ten. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you one thing. I didn't think that. Um, I didn't think that that secret was gonna come out um, with with Luke about you know about what was gonna happen. Oh, I killed your wife. Oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, like, please don't kill me. I know I killed your wife, but I mean, go ahead, kill me. I killed your wife. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. give it nine. I can't wait for the Defenders out of ten. It, it, even though, you know, it does have its flaws and it's a little bit over-sexualized, it was still a pretty good story. It was a great villain, and I really can't wait to see what they're going to next. Okay, Captain Prude. Who's next? <laughs> um, I give it eight. She needs a new sign again out of ten. Because <laughs> uh, I, I gave Daredevil a nine. Um, I just gave this an eight. Uh, some of it is, like I said, about the stuff that was unnecessary, but definitely, uh, uh, you know, about like the, the things that make sense, the over-sexualization, et cetera. But that nuke storyline, like I said, it really was where I think I had said before, Daredevil could have gone two less episodes. Like I said, this one could have gone, all, you know, four, almost five episodes. That's a lot of filler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of filler. Quite a bit. Yeah. All right. So there you have it. Jessica Jones, Netflix doing well so far. Two for two. Oh, by the way, there was a couple of things I just wanted to mention. Oh, go um, ahead. 
the remember the loan shark, the, the muscle guy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's Brett Azar. He actually was the guy that doubled for Schwarzenegger in Terminator Genesis when they were doing the flashback scene. Oh wow! Uh, oh, oh, that's really? kind of that's kind of interesting. You know, he was uh, a big dude. But uh, other things like remember when um when uh, Jerry took the the dead baby, uh, Kilgrave's dead yes. baby. To Hammond Labs, which of course Hammond from the Iron Man movies, but Hammond Labs is where um, Robbie Baldwin got his powers to become Speedball. Oh, okay. Speedball! Yeah, so that was interesting. Um, also, whether or not they'll use this, because again, it's, it's there's so much Iron Fist in in all these stories. Remember the I don't remember if he was Asian or not, but remember the guy when they were interviewing all the people trying to suss out who was really you know controlled by Kilgrave and who's just a, a crackpot. Remember the guy that said that there was this Asian dude, he had glowing red eyes? Yes, my mind. yes, yes. Yeah, there was a guy called um, called uh, Zhao Cheng from Iron Fist that can do that. Ah. So whether or not this guy still made it up or whether they're referencing that, no, there was actually another person there that could do that. It was kind of cool. Ah. Like, more Iron Fist. Um, and, oh, remember when uh, uh, when Luke comes and he, he wants her to investigate yes. about the wife? You know, she doesn't know what it is. You know, she, yeah. she's feeling guilty. And she suggests... They, she goes. He goes to um, Angela Del Toro, another yes. PI. Angela Del Toro is the White Tiger. Oh, that's why that name seems familiar. Who also her amulet that gives her her power is from Kunlun, which is Iron Fist area. <laughs> so that, so because I remember when you and I were talking, you're like, well, they, they didn't really do any Easter eggs. I, 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 I said there really weren't any. That that's about. I mean, the rest of it is just it's it's not filled with a lot of Easter eggs at all. Otherwise, yeah. you know. But um, but there were a few in there. I just thought that was kind of cool. You know. It'd be cool if they include White Tiger and the Defenders. It'll be, well, I thought they'll do it in the Defenders, but it will be interesting to see what they'll do. Like, for instance, are they ever going to let um, Trish Walker become Hellcat? Yeah. You know, like, that's the question, you know. I was, it was really cool the way that, you know, she was already training to fight, you know, to, to protect herself. I like that, and they established that right away, you know. Yeah. So I, thought, I just wanted to toss that in. No, 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 that no, that's really, really cool. good, because, I mean, I totally forgot about Angela Del Toro. So, yeah. we'll be back with more Meanwhile 22 Pages Later after I figure a way to get Marvel to add Jennifer Walters to the series. I'm just saying. So you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. And now, time that, that time you've all been waiting for. Before we even hit the synopsis, Ralph. Could you please hit the spoiler button? Just because I know people already saying, don't spoil it. So I want to tell them right now. Warning, this segment may contain spoilers. So leave Tom alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's going to spoil this. It's kind of the reason why uh, Mr. Cooper didn't show up for the podcast. Shout out to Mr. Cooper. So without further ado. Is that the reason? I thought he was just late. <laughs> lame. He's, he's lame. He's, he's early for his next appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, he, he, he didn't appreciate the geeks on the go answers. Fair Remember when I said um, oh, the yeah, zombie apocalypse? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, pro- which props to him. He actually listened. <laughs> but without further ado, I know everybody's waiting for it. So let's go on with our synopsis of 
Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and with a synopsis is the great MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Well, I am great, but I don't require that much music. <laughs> Alrighty, Star Wars, The Force Awakens is the 2015 sequel to the original Star Wars movie franchise that began in 1977, written and directed by George Lucas. The sixth sequel, aka Episode 7, was co-written by Lawrence Kasdan, J.J. Abrams, and Michael Arndt, and directed by J.J. Abrams. The film is the first live-action feature in the franchise since Star Wars Episodes 3, Revenge of the Sith, which premiered in 2005. Synopsis time. Set 30 years after Return of the Jedi, we find out that the last Jedi, Luke Skywalker, disappeared faster than a Donald Trump supporter at a quinceanera. (laughs) Somehow the entire decimation of a planet, some dramatic space opera, the deaths of tens of thousands of living creatures at the hands of clones and other baddies, including nearly all the Jedis, and a race of cannibal teddy bears have all been reduced to nothing more than fairy tales, myths, and legends by the general population of the galaxy. A quick check of the Dark Side's Netflix viewing habits for tween action movies quickly explained its latest enforcer, the dreaded Emo Ren. Action emo Ren. <laughs> he was. Uh, action centers around the capture of a cute droid named BB-8. Now, conflict still flares over the origin of the droid's name. Was it titled after the size of some African-American's genital, a.k.a. Big Black 8? <laughs> or was it a euphemism about huge knockers on an adolescent girl, a.k.a. Big Breasted 8? Oh, my God. The debate continues. We don't know. But what we do know is that we have... A droid with a hidden message, a mysterious female sought by the evil overlords, a reluctant hero trying to save the girl and the day, a person with a heretofore unknown connection to the Force, a family member playing bad boy, a bar with a band and unruly clientele, a big machine vulnerable to single pilot X-Wing attack, and the Millennium Falcon. Wait, are we reviewing the 1977 Star Wars film? All right, this movie starring Harrison Ford as Han Solo, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Carrie Fisher as General Leia Organa. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, Daisy uh, Ridley as Rey, John Boyega as Finn, Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron, Lupita, well, this is going to be a rough one, Lupita Nyong'on, wait, I'm sorry, Nyong'on, I'm sorry, her name gets me, (laughs) (laughs) it is is one rough name, Nyong'o, that's what it is, as Maz Kanata, Andy Serkis as Supreme Leader Snoke, Domhnall Gleeson as General Hux, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, and Max von Sydow as Lore Santeca. All right. So, Star Wars, The Force Awakens. <laughs> Let's do this um, review before the baby awakens. Um, it was funny. I was, I was going to open up with that. I was going to say, did you see a lot of symmetry? Was it that overt that there was symmetry between A New Hope and this new Star Wars? Yeah, I didn't even get to all of the <laughs> symmetry. Yeah. I, I just, in I, my notes, I, half of the symmetry. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sitting there, I'm just like, this movie, I'm like, wow, you just, there's one thing to get the feel of a movie, there's another to just go, just take out the names and just put this in the place. <laughs> a, a, a carbon copy almost. Yeah. I was very surprised about that. Did, did you kind of notice that, Tom? I did, I did. I heard you talked about that later after the movie, how there's a lot of, there's a lot of scenes that are taken from the previous one. Like the, uh, the, the attack run was the same thing as A New Hope. They go down a small cor- uh, cor- uh, cor- uh, cor- uh, cor- I can't even talk right corridor. now. <laughs> corridor. Corridor. Oh, it must and have some of that Billy Boy. <laughs> that Bully Boy, excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, and they have, to, they have to get into a small hole again. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and and when uh, when Finn is rummaging through the Falcon, he pulls out the old blaster droid that Luke, you know, was, was working with. There's a bunch of different things that are like like, like an ode almost to uh, the originals. Right. Yeah. But also a quick thing to add to the cast. I don't know if you guys knew this. Daniel Craig is actually in Star Wars. Yes, I did read that. What? Daniel, Daniel, Daniel he plays he's a stormtrooper. He plays a stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah. In it's, Star one of, Wars. it's one of those things where it's like when I read about a lot of famous people that are in there, and I'm like. You're, you're in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh, it was pretty cool, though. Yeah. You guys didn't know, I actually play a Stormtrooper in there, too. Wait, wait, I, no. Were you sleeping, though, or <laughs> were you awake? I was, I was the one, you know, in the hangar scene where he's blowing them up. <laughs> I'm the first one that goes, ah! <laughs> he was running the hangar going, where's the tank? Where's the tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm glad that the symmetry wasn't lost on anybody. I, I, I thought, I was like, well, maybe I'm being overly critical in the beginning when I'm like, okay, well, you know. A planet is being invaded, and they're trying to deliver a message to a droid. Wow, this sounds familiar. And then it just kept going and going. Yeah, and I'm like, I was paying a lot of attention to that. Yeah. I mean, I still enjoyed the movie, but it just felt like the more the symmetry kept, you know, right. the more this movie kept mirroring A New Hope, the more I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, because like, like an homage is usually just, you know, like like, said, like you said, when you see like a, the, the droid thing or whatever, something like that, that, you know, the, um, you know, a practice, I mean, that's like an homage. This is just blatantly going, well, it worked in the first movie. I was just going to say, if it's not broke, <laughs> you know, why fix it? You know? Right. But at the same time, you know, you're expecting a brand new movie, not like a dusted off version of an old movie. You know? Right. So that was, I was just very interested in a lot of the choices because when I, you know, I was thinking back on the movie when I was writing the synopsis, I'm like, yeah, that occurred and that occurred and that occurred. I'm like, this is just really the same movie, isn't it? And you know, while, while I was watching it, I was thinking like, you could actually forget about all, all the episodes before it. And yeah. see this as like the, the beginning of a, of a franchise. Yeah, for the most, I mean, except for the fact that you wouldn't understand like who Darth Vader was. Yeah, yeah. And you that, wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't know, you know Luke's and, and Han's right. and Chewie's role. And yeah, but even if you didn't, like, it was, right? It could no, still, no. It was, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I agree with you though. I mean, you could have not known any of that. Like, if no one had ever even heard of Star Wars and watched that, they would have questions like, "Wow, you know, who was this Darth Vader guy? That this guy wants to be like him?" But it wouldn't bog you down. You would just think I that. Don't know. Like, I you mean. Know, the, the the whole the whole problem, big part of the premise of the movie was they had to find Luke, and if you don't know why Luke is significant, then yeah. like yeah, but think about a movie like that's not a sequel. I mean, it's, just, it's the first movie, mm-hmm. and they're searching for somebody that's been lost for a long time. Yeah. Like that is your mission. Like you know, like we've got to you know get the princess. She's been taken from the king when she was nine years old. It's twenty years later. Like that is your premise. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, and that you're told it's important. So like as a viewer, you'd be like, wow, it's just really important. But you just wouldn't obviously have the same dramatic feel when you saw him. But yeah, but, yeah. right. Um, let's go right to how do we feel about our new protagonists? So you have um, the um, renegade stormtrooper. It's more like a turncoat stormtrooper. Okay, storm. <laughs> yeah, or, or or you mean mentally challenged Finn? <laughs> wow, <laughs> he is. Why do you say he's mentally challenged, Mike? Uh, what's your name? F uh, FN two one eight seven. That's the only name I've been given. Oh, I don't like that. It's called you Finn. You like that? Yeah, I like that. I like that. You, <laughs> Finn is okay. Yeah, Finn's okay. Finn's okay. What the fuck, dude? What is wrong with you? You're. A, I understand that, like, which I'll get into when we get into our dislikes. This out of nowhere change of character for a stormtrooper, but like, you you raised this way. You didn't. They you know they made it very clear he's taken as like a baby. It's right. not like you're saying that he and was 20 years old, conditioned at the age of 20, and now let's say he's 21. I don't know how old he really is. And then you go, okay, yeah, you have life memories. It's like, no, this is just who you've always been. You know, so like this sudden everything, I'm like, what is wrong with this guy? I actually, I found that very interesting too, because like you brought up, he was raised from birth to right. be a soldier, right? right? 
Now, I have friends of mine who were in the military, and obviously they're not in the military from birth, but once they've been in the military, they think completely differently. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I that's only in a, exactly a couple of years, yeah. right? And this is his whole life. Why does he even hesitate about killing, shooting someone? It well, shouldn't be an issue. Well, again, like I said, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're, if we're going to jump right into it, but that's one of my dislikes is that we're brought right, we're brought immediately that we see that he has a problem, but yet it's, they, they don't even, I mean, they even hint, they don't say one way or the other, but they don't go, this was his very first mission. Well, they, well, they do. I think they do well, say they at one said, point. Yeah. Well, then it's not his first mission because she said that we've never had a problem with him before. Yeah, because he was always a janitor. He was a janitor. Before. Yeah, but, but I mean, he, he does say that this was his first mission. I think he was actually with Han yeah. when he was talking, like when he like revealed that he was a stormtrooper. Oh, that's interesting. I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I never caught that. That was yeah, his first mission. He said. Okay. He said when that that was his first mission, and when given the opportunity to sh- shoot all those innocent people, that he didn't. Okay. That he turned away from the the first order and decided to go against them. Yeah, but still, even interesting. Like I said, it's like when you're saying from birth, it's like yeah, it shouldn't be an issue. It yeah, like, just there wouldn't be a reason for you to have humanity for that. I like, mean, you know. it just shows that you know you condition someone to become a janitor, you know, then put them as a soldier. You're probably not going to have that well of a result. Yeah. I, I blame books. You shouldn't be reading. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but at the same time, whether you're a janitor, I know someone has to be a position, but the thing is, you're still not taught, well, you're a janitor, so, you know, killing is wrong, and um, you should be kind to your fellow workers. Like, that's not going to happen. It's you're, you're a janitor around people that are being trained to kill, and you're also trained not to give a damn about other people. This, this, <laughs> you know? I guess they're just trying to show, like, the the power of uh, a person's goodness will. over badness. Oh, no, just, like, human right. will. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess that's where they're going for. It's just that. It but if, if you don't know any better, right? Like, if that's how you've been raised, because like we we don't know any better when we're born, obviously. But if you're raised a certain way, you're going to act that certain way. Exactly. Yeah, but even, even like if you're raised a certain way, you still are able to formulate your own ideas. And like if if you see something, some people, um, you know, like I've never killed anybody, but I'm pretty sure that if sure if, <laughs> that that we know, I, my you're lawyers, killing me now. My lawyers oh. tell me I have to say that. So. Um, I'm sure that, like, even if I was conditioned a certain way, if it's not in me to kill, then you know, because he wasn't he wasn't genetically bred; he was taken away from his family. So yeah, no, it's, it's an interesting thing, but like I said, it's still it's it's too many questions, and it was too immediate. Yeah, you know, so that like it was just one of the things because you're like. You also have to say to yourself, like, however long this has been going, like, like there have been stormtroopers. Let's imagine it's been hundreds of years. Like, well, it this, has this, been a thing, right? Happened. Right. But I'm saying, so like, he's it. Like, you know, because that's the other thing that pulls it. It's like, well, so you're telling me it takes hundreds of years, which would be tens of, and that would be hundreds of thousands of stormtroopers. And you're saying, like, we've got one. We can, because they say we, um, when they're talking about him, right. uh, when Phasma's talking about him, they say we haven't had a problem with him. You know, that's just opening the door saying that they might have had problems in the past before with other ones. Yeah, I mean, it's very true. And, it's just, and, and it shows a sign, and I guess they take care of them early enough. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I said, it's just that it's just so it's so contrived and it's so early on, you know. Why would you have a reconditioning program if this doesn't happen more often? So, no, and it's, it's very true, uh-huh. but again, but again, it's it still doesn't it doesn't work in storytelling. It it just doesn't work that way. And the fact that everyone but you has a problem with this in this room tells you it's it's just not good storytelling. It begs too many questions. It just it doesn't work. You know me, not man. That. I'm like the river. I go with the flow. Yeah. You have a flowing problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a heavy flow right now. Even if the flow is the hell? <laughs> hey, you ever been there? The condos are pretty well priced. Yeah, Mike owns real estate. We know about that already. <laughs> I own most of them. Um, yeah. Uh, so we have, we talked about Finn. How do you guys feel about the other protagonists like Ray and um, Poe? Like these, these new characters that have been introduced to the um, Star oh. Wars universe. Actually, wait, before we jump ahead, one more thing about Finn. Go right ahead. How can he use a lightsaber? 
Well, wow. we'll, we'll get to that part too. But <laughs> okay, I, again, we'll I don't understand there. it either. Yeah. yeah, the force is in everyone. Yeah, but it, it's definitely forcing. Oh, yeah, they, 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 they forced that plot on us. <laughs> <laughs> Real easy too. Um, so, how do you guys feel about the other protagonists before we go into likes and dislikes? Poe, Demeron. I mean, I like Poe. Mm-hmm. I, I actually had no problem with him at all. Like, I actually even did Kristen. Shout out to Kristen. Who <laughs> <laughs> crunk Chris? Crunk Chris. Oh my god. Otherwise known as probably Moist Chris at that point. <laughs> yeah. No, I like I liked Poe. I didn't quite see the his point, but I did like him. I thought it was a yeah, cool, cool exactly, character. Exactly. Um, what about you, Ralph? I thought it was pretty cool, like the the all uh was it like ten seconds that he was in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I thought he was I mean, there's nothing harmful about it. I thought he was a good character. He was a good he was a good way to launch the the, the movie off, I thought. Right. Yeah. It just shows you how like they're trying to like they just have like die cast characters where it's like, okay, here's your Han Solo, you know, here's your Luke, here's your Luke. I guess uh, uh, Finn is the Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, Finn is more like Skywalker, kind of. Right. Well, well, no, Ray no, is Skywalker. No, Ray is Skywalker. Skywalker. Finn, Finn is Han Solo. He just hasn't gotten his rebellious stage yet. You think well, Finn, Finn is Han Solo? I would say Poe is Han Solo. Well, actually, the reason I say that Finn is more Han Solo because he is, he just had his rebellion stage. He is the one that has become a rebel. True. You know. Okay. And also, like, you know, Poe is more, I would imagine he's not going to be around as much. Probably. You know? He's going to be done soon. I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I think he'll pop up when they need him. There's but. probably going to be, I, I bet you they're going to do uh, Poe and, and Finn together. They're going to do something. Wait, does someone refresh your memory real quick. Doesn't, isn't Finn dead at the end? No, no, no. He's on that um, table where that heals everybody. Oh, uh, in the back. He's on the magic he's table. Maybe the back to tanks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's on the magic table. <laughs> like, like an Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, that table, the, the dreaded table. Um, the table right. is the, this, that's the same table that couldn't seem to uh, save Luke and Leia's mother, right? Yeah, I don't know if it's that table. That's that. Damn. That, that's over forty something years ago. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but now as far as uh, Ray, I likeish. Likeish her, like oddly enough, I was just thinking when you just just putting down the three characters that we've so far mentioned, saying Poe, Ray, and Finn. I actually like Poe better than all of them, and he was barely in the movie. Like, I mean, again, it doesn't mean I didn't like them at all. It's just that I was thinking, I'm like, maybe it was the lack of him being there that made me enjoy him a little bit more. But Ray, I just I had a little problem. I, I had my fear of her, which is they didn't go overboard, which I was which was what. Um, it's a it's modern storytelling, which is that women are kick ass, you know, like kick ass, kick ass, not just capable. They're right. they're, they're we don't need not just we don't need a man, we don't need anybody. We're ultra capable women, and I'm like, then why are you a scavenger? <laughs> <laughs> like like you know, um, so that was my only problem with her. Um, she, was she, was, yeah, she was a little stiff. Yeah, she was a little stiff as a did, character. Did she seem emotionless to you? Yeah, that's what we're saying. She like, was she's a always stiff angry. Yes, yeah. except when she smiled, which by the way, she's a wonderful smile. Yeah. I just had to say that I was like, she had, and when she smiled, it brightened up the room. But then it made me reflect on how stiff she was. Right. As, and, as a, and now restate your love for Gigi. And I do love my wife, and there's nothing wrong with that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, smiles get some stiff. <laughs> <laughs> he had a stiffy. Hey, we well, heard it here. The smile was stiff. I had to follow suit. <laughs> Thank you. I deserve that one. Um, not really. <laughs> but we I, give it to you every now yeah. and then. <laughs> yeah. I wish. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going there. <laughs> I think Tom knows where I was going with that joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn. <laughs> it's funny because it's in the earphones and I'm looking at the baby like, don't wake her up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So, you know, you, you've got those characters. You know what? I was going to say, let's go to Kylo Ren, but let's go to likes versus dislikes. I know dislikes 
Kylo Ren will be in somebody's um, um, major points about that. So. Why are you looking at me? I thought his hair was incredible. Uh-uh. I was just going to say that my favorite part was the woman behind me was like, his hair is so luscious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they were going for for the story. <laughs> okay, okay, okay so, so let's go for Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. Oh, I thought we were just doing the lights. <laughs> well, it seemed like we were diving balls deep into his oh, hair. Well, well, we, we, we saw, I, like, everyone always yells, like, oh, you never say anything nice? I'm like, I've got lights. Let's do the lights then. Okay, what did you like about the film thus wait, far? Wait, wait. <laughs> Mike has likes. I always have likes. <laughs> All right. So, what did you guys like about the film? Um, I well, my one of my biggest thing, and I have said this before, is that uh, I like that it brought back the feel and the storytelling of the original mm-hmm. trilogy of the four, five, and six. Um, it's I mean, we know that the one, two, and three are just bad movies, but it's also the it's the way their stories are told. Like the feel of their stories just also didn't work. Well, this one had the feel of of the old timey even though it's like a few it was well, really funny it's like a future world that's set in a long time ago in the past that had like an old timey feel to it and that works i mean i was trying know? to explain it to my dad because i was like he's like don't tell me anything but i want to know how the movie was so i'm like it was great and it had a lot of comedic elements which i liked about it as well mm-hmm. but it wasn't like cartoony like the first three were like the first three were right. just goofy right right you know like jar jar binks was not necessary oh. it was either really you know? bo- uh, cartoony or dull because in the first three God, you have dull. The, the, the 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 tax the tax um argument and then you had um, the idea that the force isn't, you know, a, a feeling or whatever. It's metachlorians. It's bacteria in your body. That shit. Once you said that shit, you lost me. I was like, so you well, mean we, to we were actually talking yeah. about that after the movie. We were like, you know, how how in four, five, and six, you can be like, oh, anyone can be a Jedi if you're good, you know, good of heart. I think you said right, right exactly. But and now you're like, hard. well, if I'm not special, then you know, I'm, I'm nothing. Well, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got arguments with friends over this before. Like, you know, about my opinion on that, and it's fine. I mean, it's just an opinion, but. It's like it, it is in four, five, and six. When you're young and you're watching this, you're just like, I want to be a Jedi, or or on the dark side, that's fine, whichever way. But it's like, I can do this. I, I I'll be a Jedi. I'm going to be a good person. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to appreciate other people. And then one, two, and three come along and go, nope. Unless you're born this way, you can't help it. Yeah, it's like, so then you're like, well, then fuck your movie because I, I mean, it's it's an entertaining story, but now I don't have any relationship to it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with, with what you guys are saying. It feels like that. One, two, three, not were erased, but kind of like really, really forgotten because there was no, it didn't feel like that um, one, two, and three were part of the franchise. And then when you watch this movie, episode seven, you're like, oh, it definitely feels like it's been excluded. One, two, three were excluded. Well, I mean, I can't say it's excluded. I mean, there's really no reason. I mean, think about it. It's now 30 years even since the Return of the Jedi. It's actually supposedly exactly 30 years later. Yeah, but you so think that they would mention Metachlor, you know, like all no, the things they brought up in the one, right, two, but three. Right, right, what I'm saying is they don't have to, but at the same time, think about it there's really no experts of the force yet I, it, so now number eight might bring this up again because that's what i'm saying like right now we haven't run into a, a force expert besides besides Luke. like right but i mean but I mean, he's the only expert that would be talking I mean, of course obviously there's um scone not scone no scope is is he no. a sith though or is he we just don't know some dude yeah we don't know what chair, he is right you know, we like, don't know what he is but so we you know we don't know who knows what but you figure maybe an eight Midichlorians will come up again, and I, I hope not. Well, I was going to bring just to bring back what I said earlier. Um, this movie kind of brought back the feeling that anyone could be a Jedi, you know, mm-hmm. air quotes, quote unquote, because right. Finn picks up the lightsaber and handles his stuff. Right. You know, granted, not very well, but he right. does do it. Right. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing, too. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm thrown off, like, uh, because the thing is, fine, he used to be in sanitation, and fine, he's a stormtrooper, but they don't give you an indication because it's no way in the world they, they don't have a shortage of stormtroopers. So at no point do you believe I was a sanitation worker on Monday and Tuesday I'm a stormtrooper. Um, so they had to have just gone, like, he could have been a 
sanitation worker because he said he just he used to do that. He could have done that when he was thirteen, right? Like I mean, you know, you you're a trained warrior, and I just found I I find it weird that I'm like, do they only shoot them to walk? I mean, teach them to walk and shoot, or are they supposedly trained warriors? Like and like him, even when he was trying to fight, I'm like, I still don't know the answer to that question. Like, are they trained fighters or are they just like? You're going to probably die, so just put the suit on and good luck. Well, I, when I, when, oh, the opening sequence, when they're in the pods coming down to, uh, to Jakku, they're just sitting there like robots. Like, they're just there. Yeah. They're not holding on to anything. They're just there. And they get off, like, very mechanical. Right. You know, so I, I wouldn't be – and like you said, there's so many of them. I wouldn't be surprised if they're, like, they're expendable, like, whatever. Right. Like, just get another one. It's no yeah. big deal. Kind of like know? the droids were in the first one. Exactly. You and, know? On, and on top of that – sorry. And on top of that – uh, with the janitor thing, I think it's like the same way in the military. Like you could be working in the mess hall, but you're still trained like a regular. Well, exactly, soldier. and that's my thing. Yeah. yeah. So, Sorry. But, so, like the thing with the the lightsaber, anybody can pick up a sword. That doesn't make them a swordsman. So the same thing with the lightsaber. No, no, that's why I was asking about it. whether or not that they were trained. That's what I'm saying because he, I mean, he, he, I, it was weird. He was, he was ineffectually effective, which was weird because. Like Kylo Ren, who has been trained in the use of this, should have disarmed him one, two, three. Like there is literally no reason that he did not disarm him immediately. Um, so that I'm saying, okay, so then I'm assuming you have some weapons training, but at the same time, they don't carry any secondary weapons mm-hmm. normally. So like I'm like, so do you know how to sword fight? Well, Would you know how to sword fight? You they, know? they must receive some sort of training because remember the other had um, that shock thing. Yeah. Right, but that's again another fire weapon. It's a gun. It wasn't sport. a gun. No, no, no. I'm, it was I'm a, sorry. I'm sorry. It, it, it was like it was a truncheon. Like yeah. It was more like a truncheon. It was like yeah. a tonfa. Right. Yeah. It was like a nightstick almost. Yeah. yeah, tonfa. Which, yeah. which, by the way, if you have a gun and you drop your gun to use that, really? Can we just do an Indiana Jones reference? He pulls the sword out and shoots him. That's what he should have done. <laughs> Pretty much, so, like, yeah. Shot him. And Harrison Ford can give some fucking tips on that. He was in that other movie. So, you know. <laughs> no, but but you're right though. Like like anyone can pick up a sword and and be a sword. Okay, but it doesn't mean they're swordsmen. That, you're right. But the way the movies always portrayed lightsabers was if you're not a Jedi or a Sith, you just didn't use one. Well, not just you didn't use that. I mean, again, you couldn't use it. right? Uh, yeah, they always made it felt like it's the Force that made it operate. Well, you know? I guess it's more like because you're in tune with the Force. You wouldn't burn yourself with the blade, right? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not saying that that we were right or that you're wrong. I'm saying that the movies gave the opinion that it's the force that allows you to even operate it. Whereas I, but but a friend of mine that's a big Star Wars fan said, no, that's actually not true. And I'm like, oh, I just had that opinion that yeah, you it's know, assumed right. it. I guess I'm, also. I'm saying that I'm right and you're wrong. Uh, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free country. You can say what you want. It doesn't mean you're right. All right, Cap, you're stupid. <laughs> well, we're all on that page. If you, if, you, if, you, if you ask G, you might be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm right. All right. So, uh, on your list of likes, is Kylo Ren on your likes list? Yeah, his hair was incredible. <laughs> I didn't even get that. I thought his hair looked kind of silly. I don't I don't hate him, but I found his temper tantrums to be hilarious. Yeah. Because he would well, yeah. literally throw a temper tantrum every 20 minutes. Right. I hope those systems he destroyed weren't, you know, uh, a Vital? Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. And I, I don't think there's anything vital on any of those ships. You know, I, I just heard, like, him going, like, smashing that up. And then in the far distance, you hear someone, oh, no, we've lost life support. Oh! <laughs> I liked it and I disliked it. I mean, I dis- I disliked Kylo Ren and his tantrum because it was like, really, you know, you're leading this army and you're going to fucking throw a tantrum but there's a part of me that says well the, you know what unlike vader because we, we we make these comparisons to vader and obviously the movies with all this imagery forces us to make these comparisons with the you know the sith leader being all right. black and wearing a mask or whatever when we, when you first watched new hope you thought vader was it until you met the emperor right in this you know that kylo ren is not it 
Right. You know that he's not the, the leader, you know, that, that he shares power with a bunch of other people. So he's kind of like still learning, you know, you know, getting his feet wet. Even in A New Hope, Vader was in the top. I can't think of his name right now, but there was someone over him. If you think about the scene in the meeting where he's choking the one guy, the other guy's right. like, look, chill out, stop. And in this movie, Kylo Ren, I don't think is a leader. I, I, well, no, he, no. You said he isn't because that other, the other uh, gentleman, I can't think of his name either, right. is always being really, yeah, this is what you need to do. And then he tells Kylo Ren what to do. You know, like he's right. still he's still a low level. Yeah, he's know? more he's more like an elite soldier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he definitely has some kind of higher rank, but I don't think he's you know, anything. Well, yeah, super he's important. he's the muscle. I mean, yeah. and so and so was Vader. Right? You know, Vader was the muscle and of of the of the of the emperor empire. You can never really get like the sense of Vader's true like you know strength with the Force because they don't really like show it off too much in the in the other movies, right? But in this one, it, it sort of seemed like Kylo Ren was like you know. For steroids, you know? Yeah. Because he was freezing. Uh, uh, until he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> he was freezing blaster he, he was, pulses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And he that had was people shit right there. That not was cool. moving that was cool. like like steer, like stuck, like paralyzed. And they weren't right. moving at and all. I feel like he was like withdrawing information from people using the Force. Yeah. yeah. Too. Well, yeah. They, they, they definitely gave you some sense of like the Force also gave you, you know, telepathy mm-hmm. or something along that line. Which, again, I don't care. I'm fine with that. Um, it, But it's, I don't know. With, with Ren, I mean, no, he's not on my likes. He's, I mean, he's not horrible. It's just, it's it's kind of like, um, it reminds me a little bit of like with the with the Daredevil uh, Netflix miniseries with Kingpin. Like, you know, where they wanted him to be terrifying but competent, but then he would go into this baby-fied, like, tantrums. And I'm like, it took away from the character because, I, and I get that you're, you're, you're trying to, with, with Ren, I guess you're trying to give me this third dimension that he, he, he has issues, basically. I mean, you're trying he, to give him a flaw. Right, well, he has, he has like daddy issues. He has power issues he has probably a sense of his place in the world kind of issues he you know because i mean he's not an, a mature man like like for instance we don't know what vader went through from once he was put into that um his you know his mechanical body basically to episode four to the whole like, right we don't know like did, was there a growing curve was he just a, a dick for a while until he finally matured <laughs> Pu- puberty's you know? a bitch you know right. puberty's a bitch yeah and we don't know the exact age of ren i mean you figure again he's somewhere within one in thirty yeah. So, you know, you so imagine like he, he I mean he looks young, so I'm saying he's probably I would imagine mid twenties, more so than early twenties, so, I would yeah. think. Um you know, uh, I don't know, but at the same time, you know, it's we don't know his upbringing. I mean, so I'm giving him a little bit of benefit of the doubt that way, and I guess they're trying to add like, well, we didn't want to repeat of somebody as heavy and dark as Vader, because then that would have also gone on my list of things of and then there was Vader. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but I just also don't think they made good choices so far in the character because it's just like, you know, if he, I, I think if he, I think this would have worked. If he was an assistant to another lord, so and so, then you would say like, okay, he's the snot-nosed kid that's still up and coming. This guy's the guy to be worried about, and then maybe that guy gets killed, and now we're left with him. But right. him as our major bad guy for the film, I, it, it wasn't strong enough. Well, between that and they opened up with with him having conflicting feelings about the light, right. you know, the temptation of the light. I'm like, wow, so early. And for me, what was really early. Where I feel like they jumped the shark when he this when he when he took off the mask to talk yeah. to Ray, I was like, "Why are you taking off your mask now? Yeah, well, you know why would you even do that?" And I understand, you know, he's like, "Wow, this girl has the force; she don't even know it. She's dangerous." 
keep the fucking mask on. Well, the mask coming off me doesn't. I was I was gonna agree. I was gonna bring it up too about the light. I think they opened the door so they if they wanted to they could turn around and again referencing Vader. Right. Oh, you know what? I've been bad this whole time, but really I'm good on the inside. So they right. kind of left that door open. See, if they end up repeating the same track though of Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, that would be very disappointing. Even right. though they were all great movies, I don't right. want to see. I don't want to pay this to the same movie. Well, again. yeah, exactly. Right. You know, I I really didn't understand him like you know referencing like I want to be like Vader. In the end, Vader turned towards the light. But I, turned like, no one, light and failed. No one told him that. It was like, hey, you, you know, yeah, I understand you want to be like your grandfather, but he was good before he died. But, but also the weirdest part is, too, is that, and I thought this statement was weird, is when he's, you know, he's in the scene that everybody sees where he's looking at that bashed up helmet of, of Vader's that you see in the trailer, when he goes, I want to finish what you started. And I'm like, he... he didn't start he was a worker he was a worker bee like again he wasn't the emperor that had a grand scheme he was a worker bee see, that worked I, for somebody I, I, I disagree I don't look at Vader as a worker bee I think you are, you're right about the muscle part Sorry. stop playing fussies with me um, <laughs> um, I, I look at it as he was like second in command that's why I look at it. I feel the Emperor was the head cheese and Vader was second in command. But but we saw, again, like we pointed out, he wasn't second in command. The guy on the ship was in charge of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he clearly was not second in command. I just feel like... He, they, he just they, was the second... Because remember, the Sith only has two. As right, yeah, to, we were talking right. about so that. So he yeah. was just the second in line of the Sith, Sith order, but right. he, he had was, nothing else going on for him. He was <laughs> kind know? of there, but slightly askew to the side. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you were to make a, like a, a chart, you'd be like, yeah. he's slight kind of there, but not quite <laughs> yeah. there. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, right. you know, so that like Vader himself, because I mean, think about it, we've watched six movies with Vader. Right. What was his plan? I, I mean, please, somebody, what was his plan? That World he, domination. That he, right, which it wasn't. Like, so that's what I'm saying. So like, it's like, so... Grandfather, I'm going to finish what you started. What was that? You're going to go work for the emperor? (laughs) (laughs) He's dead. (laughs) Let's let's see. He killed the people that killed his mother, and he he was still filled with rage. So he just wanted to kill everybody. Everybody's still alive. So I guess I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I really just lost with that. I'm going to add a like before we go to dislikes because I know dislikes is where where, where a lot of the juice is going to be. Is it me? Or the, these stormtroopers upgrade. Oh, yeah, they, they, well, they could finally they could hit, all they could, aim. They could, they could, they could, well, they, they had now a sixty percent hit rate, dude. Yeah. That was like, well, that well, great. If this was the old stormtroopers and you rounded up those villagers and you shot them down, I right. think the villagers would have survived. You, you, you want to know their secret? Uh, they hired the Ralph School of Shooting. They. Oh actually, God! You, yeah. you mean the guys that shot themselves in the foot, and then did they, <laughs> who did they hire after that? Huh? All right, guys, I'm signing off now. See you later. <laughs> they had the the Cobra School of Shooting before. Cobra! Oh my God! Those guys were horrible, <laughs> horrible. But watching these stormtroopers, I'm like, wow, they're actually hitting people. Yeah. They're winging people. I'm like, okay. I, I, and, and, and the fact that in their in their uh, Tie Fighter, they were able to hit that small craft that uh, Ray and uh, Finn were aiming towards, yeah. and yet could not hit the huge Millennium Falcon. Just told me how well they were shooting once again. <laughs> those those weren't my guys. Those were my. I, I tell my guys listen suppressing fire no you we hit people all right we kill people with those, those are the guns. interns the interns no? <laughs> exactly <laughs> i just found that funny because i'm like how did you hit that small ship and you can't seem to hit the millennium falcon that's well, still, you can also argue still the on the ground that the falcon may be heavier she- have more heavier shields, Remember, well, no, shields, shields up. On. no but sure. <laughs> true okay okay they made I'm trying they, to back you up bro. they made one pass first so they have to come around and make the second pass and a, on a tie fighter moving at that velocity in order for them to come around again, they have to do it at a wider arc. No, they were shooting at the Millennium Falcon. They were just missing. Wait, it. are you going to try and explain how, how James Bond shot the helicopter with the bullet from the water? Oh, I remember that. That was still exactly. terrible. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing. They, but that's just one of those things it was with the um, Millennium Falcon. But um, no, my life, I thought it was beautifully shot. The film was just beautifully, beautifully shot. 
And I thought that the action sequences, I was very surprised that they moved the story along without overpowering the movie. Okay. I was I agree. very happy about that. I do agree that, you know, it did look really, really nice in 3D. Um, I didn't think the 3D helped. I, I didn't notice anything. That it was me, better than know. some of the other movies we've seen in 3D. Right, but I mean, when I, I mean, but what I'm saying is like I didn't feel anything dimensional. I just felt like it's just like a good movie, which means without 3D, it should just look like a really good Blu-ray movie. I guess. You know? um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hit or miss 3D too. Like, I, I, it's cool to have, but I'm not gonna lose sleep yeah, over it. There was one scene where they had um, the star destroyer in the in space. Oh yeah, and it looked like it was coming right at you. Well, I saw you reach your hand out. Yeah, yeah I, I was. I wasn't the only one though. I looked around after I did it. There were like. 60 other people also lifting up their hands trying to touch the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep, there were 60 lobotomies the, earl- the other day. Coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, I'm going to use the Star Destroyer as a way to segue into dislikes. And I'm going to start my first dislike. Okay, so the Empire was destroyed. So there was a, a fucking overabundance surplus of uh, Empire vehicles that they didn't say, okay, let's modify and make them better and look, you know, newer. Nope, we're going to keep the same design. 30 years later, not much changed. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Listen, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I but it, it was broke. broke. lost <laughs> to <laughs> <It was> Ewoks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, dude, uh, come on. They lost the Ewoks. That is true. I mean, I mean, they had all these cool, you know, um, vehicles, and they got destroyed. Is he going to keep the same design? Well, the Phoenix that rises from the ashes doesn't look different, does it? It looks different than the bird it was. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it does not. Well, if Are you an take, expert in phoenixes? Anybody want to take a picture of that so. phoenix? <laughs> anyone going to show me a picture of that phoenix? I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <laughs> so back to unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bosch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I was kind of, I wasn't annoyed, but I was just kind of like. You didn't take the time to make newer vehicles. I mean, you made right. some some cool oh. thing. They, all they did was paint the paint the um. What, what are the name of the, the, the first the, order? Not, not the first order. The X wing. Oh. It was black. The, the X wing. Yeah. Right. Black. I'm that like, was pretty cool. Which yeah. looked cool. Yes. But is. I'm like, all you did was paint the black. No, 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 if, but you don't have to change the X wings. They won the first time. They won the second. They're very. They're, they're okay. Fine. Yeah. 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 But what about the Tie Fighters? Right. I mean, the, the point well, I think the Tie Fighters are they were modified also. The Tie Fighters were different, and so were the X wings. If you look at the engines, you see that they were modified. Yeah, I shouldn't have to look that close to anything. I also I miss I miss that they didn't bring the Tie Interceptor, which was was pretty cool, and they didn't have the Tie Bombers either. The Tie Bomber looked very similar to Vader's ship in uh, New Hope, and you briefly saw them in uh, Empire Strikes Back in a cutscene. Right. Uh, but the Tie Interceptor was really cool. It would be like I guess like a stealth bomber or right. stealth fighter in like, real life. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I wish they would have had those. That would have been a much cooler. Well, it's. Yeah. I, I think what Cap is saying is the same thing I had said uh, when I first saw the very first teaser trailer, and you saw the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, yeah, it's great to see it's a teaser. I kind of expected and looked forward to the Millennium Falcon being destroyed. Only because it's like it's 30 years later. Technology has to have improved by this point, especially with these races that have such high rates of technology that like, you know, Millennium Falcon should have gone on like this one last save to try and save something, but be destroyed because it's also a way of saying we're now moving forward. Like you, you, you can't keep holding on to so much of the past because for me, a franchise, then it's like, well, then you just end up with Terminator as a franchise <laughs> where like wow. we will not let Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator die, but you need to. He's just getting older. You know? Right. <laughs> um, you know, with this one, it's just like technology has to be moving forward, especially in their universe. There's nothing about their universe that's going backwards, you know. Speaking of letting people die, what did you guys think of how they got rid of Han Solo and solved that issue? Because Harrison Ford is getting really old. There's no way he's going to know two more movies. Well, actually, not, that wasn't not, the issue. Not, he, just, he just actually... Not the person I expected to spoil it. I know. I was waiting. I was actually meant to say <laughs> Did you see my jaw? I was like... Yeah, I actually... No, but, you know, I got right to the point. That, <laughs> I was going to say... Like, like, I was going to be real subtle say, so what did you guys think about the death? <laughs> right. But here comes Tom. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually about to say, like, that would be the one thing not to spoil, but... um, I trained him well. <laughs> I actually don't believe that, uh, that that was intentional. I think he just died on set. 
Well, he did. He did crash. Like he, in real life, yeah. he crashed his plane yeah. while they were filming. No, and, and while they were filming, he broke his leg on set. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah right. He had lots of problems. That's what I'm saying. Like, like I think they they wrote handled him off. it nicely. Yeah. They brought him off nicely. I guess you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and if it was a good twist that his son kills him, right? Because then, because then, like I said, they open the door for he can go to the dark side, but they also they also open the door for he can be like, yo, I killed my dad. Like, this is some fucked up shit. Right. This is where I'm heading. You right. know? Oh yeah. I mean, well, that that's what I was about to say um, when we were talking about Kylo Ren earlier. You have to remember, I mean, he has started... Remember when... Uh, let's put it this way. Remember Darth Maul? Yes. Yeah. All right, stop moaning. Everybody remembers him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you saw the previews, we're not talking about the movie, who was going to be the trilogy's big bad person? Darth Maul. Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. He did in the first, first episode. In other words, Kylo Ren may not end up being our villain. He mm-hmm. may end up like by... You know, he may end up having a change of heart. Rey could end up being our villain. Like, in other words, she may end up being trained in the light. And they might do this dramatic shift. So that, so that, in other words, and again, the only reason I say that is to avoid repeating four, five, and six. Speaking of know. which, when she goes down to that corridor into the in the basement, she has that fear, and they and they say, I mean, like, it's kind of right. lame, but in the right. beginning, you do like this whole "which side of the force are you" from Google, right. and one of the biggest things that they have bolded is fear, leads you to the dark side. So you're right. right. Well, it remember they even, well. well they even said that to um, mm-hmm. Anakin in the one, two, and three. Yeah. It was that if you have fear. Then the dark side will have a way in. And exactly, so you're you know. very all right. They could, well, they could, you know, do a plot right. twist. On which, us. right, which will stop it. Like I said, from mimicking four, five, mm-hmm. and six because it'll be like, oh my god, you know, everyone will go, I didn't see that coming, you know. Well, <laughs> but a way they can say that uh, they can go against that. She was afraid of the images that the lightsaber was giving her, and mm-hmm. she she said she would never touch it. But by uh, confronting Kylo Ren and actually taking and holding the lightsaber, she was facing her fear. Well, uh, speaking of, of we're talking about throwbacks to the older movies, that whole scene where she's like going through the caverns, yeah. that kind of reminded me of Return of the Jedi when, was it Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, where Luke goes off on his own and he sees Vader, and he sees Vader um, in, in, the, in the woods and on Dagobah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That was in I was like, oh, Empire yeah, that, that looks kind of yeah. familiar. <laughs> yeah. Well, this, movie, this movie left nothing unturned that was already done before. <laughs> um, but, but it's interesting that you said that before you go to your point. It's interesting that what you said about. Um, the plot twist that maybe they're doing things symmetrically on purpose to right. kind of say, you know. Well, I mean, I think that the duplication that they did was lazy writing, personally, um, and trying to give that, remember this, feeling um, back to everybody. But I, I mean, I don't know. I, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, I'm expecting a plot twist because also then think about it, you're going to have like the ultimate guy of light, Luke Skywalker. What if his, which you damn well know that Ray is his daughter. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. Like, there is not even a question. You know that's his daughter. And the same thing I said yesterday <laughs> you know? who is the mother? Um, Leia. Someone call. Someone call <laughs> Maury. Get Maury on the show. Yeah, do this. But you know that Ray is 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 his daughter, and so like imagine having like the daughter turn to the dark side. You know, that'd like, be the same thing as as again spoiler. Han's son is Kilo. Is uh, I can't even say his name right now. Kylo Ren. Ren. Um. So it'd be the same thing again. It would just be you know Luke's daughter now. Right. It, it, well, they don't have a lot of places to go um, by using their, the type of storytelling they're telling. I mean, they have lots of places to go if they don't use the same storytelling, but not with the way they're mm-hmm. using it right now. But that's, that's where I'm thinking that'll end up going. But um, yeah, well, we'll find out there. But going, I'm going back to just getting off of that subject real fast, though. Um, we're talking about dislikes. So I, first of all, I, once again, trailers just ruining a moment. Their trailers, I mean, even from the very first one, ruined what should have been kind of like a really wow beginning which was, think if we had never seen, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Finn in the trailer, in his Stormtrooper outfit. 
you would have been like, oh, wow, what's going on with this stormtrooper? The whole point, you're, you're watching it, opening scene, I'm like, he's just Finn. I mean, like, I, we know who he is. Like, there was no secrecy to, like, what's up with this stormtrooper? What's going on with this guy? Like, it was just, like their trailer just ruined that moment, I think, for the movie. I actually purposely did not watch the trailers. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so you hadn't seen any of them? I, I hadn't seen any of them. Oh, good for you. Now, I mean, I saw them, obviously, like, if it was on TV, like, I'm not going to, like, run away. But, like, I, I tried my hardest <laughs> not right. to watch them. But did, yeah, that's right. Did you see Finn in the... Uh, Stormtrooper. I, uh, I saw it because because he, he, well he had the helmet off but he only has he only uh, has the body part. Okay. Um, no, but I mean, but still you saw him in it. So, but now, yeah. were you? Did you know it was him then? I didn't know who he was. I thought it was just no, no. But I mean, did you know it was him as the stormtrooper in the beginning before he takes his helmet off? No. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. So yeah. for you, it worked. But for anyone that saw it, like you knew right away. Like, yep. gee, it's a stormtrooper that we keep following. And in the movie, I mean, in the trailer, you see him take the thing, his, the yeah. thing off, and you're like. Oh, well, that ruined that, <laughs> you know. No, agreed, absolutely. But, uh, but also, which is not surprising, but it's evidently really hot in that, that uniform. Yeah, he was sweating his How effective well, is could, that as a uniform? It could also be nerves, though, and, and, and anxiety from what he's, what he's facing. And seeing. Right, but the fact that he's thinking of being trained. I was thinking about that, but I also kept thinking, I'm like, well, we don't know if it's hot and sweaty under there. No one ever takes them off. <laughs> and evidently, that was weird, too, that, like, you would think, if nothing else, especially you're not under attack, that you would actually want to see who is underneath the helmet so that no one sneaks in under a helmet right. into your base. So the fact that Phasma went out of her way to be like, who told you to take the helmet off? I'm like, wouldn't you want them to take the helmets off? You're not under attack and you're not attacking anybody. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah, but it keeps it uniform. Yeah. And but it keeps it very like... No individual. Right, right. But yeah. again, right. But, well, I mean, it's not a, we, we don't believe that they sleep in them. She didn't say that you never take it off. She says, who told you to take it off? Meaning they do. So there's not that. It's just a matter of, to me, I just say, oh, you just don't want to pay a bunch of extras. No, <laughs> I, if they I show agree. their face in this movie. I agree with what Ralph said, though, because if you look back at 1, 2, and 3, and the, the original premise of a Stormtrooper was that they are all clones. They're all one unit. They're all one person. There's no individuality. And that's probably the same effect they're trying to have now, that they're not individuals. Yeah, but I mean, then that would mean you would never take it off. Mean, like I said, I, I get what you're saying. It's just that... You, that because they're think they're they're all encompassing. You're just asking for people to disguise yourself as a stormtrooper and be on base. Like it's 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 a it's an obvious plot that for a military unit it would just be like, yeah, we have no control over who's under that helmet. I would need to see you. That would be weird. Well, to, no, to, to answer your question, uh, the helmets uh, test your DNA. So they and then it's like you ever played a first person shooter? Of course you haven't. I, I have, but but I'm but I'm I'm wondering where I'm wondering like if you want me to go onto Google right now and see that this helmet actually tests your DNA. Yeah, it does, and then it, you can see. Like, Anybody want to go for that challenge? You see like their gamer tag right above. Exactly their, oh my, my point. Exactly you, my point. It tells you their name, so that's why she knew right away. You know, FN whatever, six eight whatever, whatever. And my point was made guys, exactly. Guys, guys, there are more important matters for us to tackle. Oh. Why is CP Thrills arm red? I, I didn't, didn't recognize him. I didn't. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely a story. To, see, that was the thing that when he, when his arm was red, I'm like, oh, this is one of those. See, it's been 30 years. See, it's proof. His arm's red. We don't know why. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, he, <laughs> he was, uh, you know, um, what's this guy's name? Unless it's something from Rebels that'll eventually happen. Uh, Probably. You, you know, what's this guy's name? Um, the Jabba the Hutt. Uh -huh. Yeah. So Jabba the Hutt's woman, you know, she really likes droids. So, you know, he was like fisting her. And it got all I right. Yes. I don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah. Fuck. Dude. Like, I don't even know where this is. <laughs> Dude. Really? But Come it was, on. but it was weird that he, yeah. yeah.
I'm but glad was, you gunged yourself. But it was weird that the CTV pro um, brought that up. I'm like, why did you bring up the fact that your arm is red? I mean, I, I know that. I know that, you didn't recognize me because my arm is red. But and I'm, I'm like, but I'm like, we don't fucking care. care. But, but I'm like, but I'm like, this isn't Family Guy. Are you going to give us a? a they you know, just like needed a, a reason to bring him in, and that was that was what they chose. <laughs> but if we if we jump back to to the the captain asking yeah, Finn Phasma. about Phasma, but about uh taking his helmet off. How weak is she? Yeah, that she's oh. this. You know, captain of this whole squad, and then and she's even a silver, and she's yeah. very silver. She's very shiny. She's like chrome. Tyrese would love her. Um, <laughs> fast and the furious. I got um, you. But like Han and Finn are just like, yeah, unlock it. Yeah, take turn off the shields. Okay, we're going to shoot you. Turn off the shields, and I'm like, so you. First of all, there is a there is an empty room that is evidently connected to every ship. You would think something like the shields would be in one location. Like, you know, like, this is the guy that handles the shield so that, once again, again, not the brightest military because I evidently can think of a billion ways to infiltrate them. So, once again, you have the connection all over your ship to disable your ship, <laughs> you know. Like, that would be something that the captain would want to keep control of, where he is, station. So, you're in an empty room. She, she, she doesn't try any fighting move, no fight technique to disarm them. And, and she doesn't type in a fake code to set off an alarm. She just, okay, shields are down. I'm like... It was really that easy. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is if if they're trying to show you that fear doesn't give you loyalty. That's the only thing I could think of because like because a lot of them and there's a comic I read a while ago, a Star Wars comic, and they actually show you how they recruit stormtroopers and they literally go into a town, they grab all the men and say, "All right, here's a blaster. Whoever lives gets to join us." Right. So, but that, it's all based on fear. Like you're not joining because you want to join. You're not volunteering right. to be a stormtrooper. Right. So maybe they're showing that that fear does not breed loyalty. If it is, then they would need to give us background on that. I mean, it's just, again, mm-hmm. sure, it's a great concept, but in a movie where I have no basis for any of that, it's True. just like you're the commander and you didn't even slightly – we're not even talking about she tried to make a move and they jumped her and, and then they pinned her down and she gave it. No, you just – like, oh, I, have, I have a blaster pointed at you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. Kyler I'll roll over. Kyler Ren's address right here. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's convenient for the story, guys. Yeah. I'm and, here to serve you. Yeah, that was a, that was a little bit thing there. Um Question though from the beginning of the oh by the way I, I thought it was a weird thing it's again it's military outfit I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm off the stormtrooper after this where they uh, point out well the stormtrooper helmet it 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 um it filters out smoke but not toxins I'm like what kind of inconvenient <laughs> military unit are you building like, like so that you never thought that they might face I don't even mustard gas like. <laughs> It was just one again. I'm sitting there like, what is the purpose of these stormtroopers exactly? <laughs> they have laser <laughs> weapons. Who uses mustard gas? Come on. I'm just saying they're all expendable. That's yeah, why it doesn't I, I matter. Guess it doesn't so, matter. You know. But um, so leaving that alone, the um, thing that uh, that also bothered me was, and again, we know it's moving the movie along, but it, it like everything just seemed to really move the movie along. Was like Ray sees BB-8, or actually hears BB-8. I'm like, and immediately she's just like, oh, I'm attached to this thing, and I'm like. But you're not that attached to the living creatures on that planet. Like, she didn't seem to have that much empathy for them. But I'm like, a droid? Like, why? And it's not even like it was a droid that she planned on keeping. Like, it's a droid. I can use it for my service. She was going to send it. Remember, she tried to send him on his way. Well, so I'm like, well, what was the purpose of that? Droids are the puppies in Star Wars. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was so weird. And by the way. That should be a, that should be a shirt. And by the way, that uh, the guy that had BB-8, that was, his name is Tito. That was the guy. Did you notice he never left that scene? I'm like, so when you realize how slow that creature was, I'm like, he has to still be in earshot like the next day. 
Because remember, <laughs> he was slowly walking away. And like when they kept blinking was, back in the scene, he was still in the same area. And I'm like, Lord, how long does it take you I to get anywhere? I would feel bad for him. Like, you can I, have him. I did you feel bad him. for him. him. I actually felt bad for him for now. I'm like, he evidently it takes a long time to get these things. <laughs> Tito rhymes it too slow. So, <laughs> so, you know. All right. Do we have any more dislikes before we go into ratings? Dude, yes. Oh yeah, no, no, we, have, we have a very big one. Yes, but I'm not even getting to that. I'm not even ready to get to that one there. But um, like like other little things that got me was um, the fact that the the first order is looking for BB-8. Right. That information went out everywhere. Like they they're on this like do nothing planet. Everybody on every planet was quite aware, and I'm like. What kind of information dissemination system do they have? Only because, for instance, then you had something like when Ray is on that planet that's really green, right. and she's just like, "I never even imagined that there could be this much green anywhere." And I'm like, "So okay, so you don't get a lot of information, and that's fine." But yet the first order gets information like really everywhere, including on your planet everywhere. Like it was just one of these like little disconnects, and I'm like, "So communication is not." that big yet it is you can argue the point though that she didn't necessarily have a lot she's living out of a right at at right so but but that doesn't mean that in town they don't have more that was it was just one of those things that just still made me ask i'm like where is this and also i guess who raised her I mean, you can all, you can bring it back to modern life and be like someone who lives in the slums of India might not know about or in the Bronx know, or the Bronx <laughs> <laughs> might not know about like I don't know the Rocky Mountains or something like you know you know like stuff like that or Manhattan or, Manhattan. or Hitler <laughs> <laughs> the people in the Bronx there's a Manhattan I've well, heard it. it's in myth and legend damn <laughs> it's a place of milk and honey <laughs> there you go um, oh another thing too like I thought was weird was uh, the map the large map that was contained in R two D two. That, well, since I was going to go around this, but since <laughs> Tom has already spoiled it, <laughs> that didn't activate until um, Han Solo died. And I'm like, what kind of failsafe was that exactly? Like, yeah, you know, I'm like, so, because it's not like Han Solo even knew that it would activate it, but I'm like, so you put a map of your location, or most of a map of your location in R2D2, who was in power down mode until the death of Han Solo. Do you think you think it was because of that, or do you think it was a coincidence that it just happened? If it's a coincidence, I don't think it's a it, horrible coincidence. I don't think it went hand in hand. I think I don't know because they don't really. They just kind of he dies and then. Well, R2 you see, you see, Leia map. immediately senses it, mm-hmm. which that's fine because she's got forced connection, which evidently she just gave up on. Um, <laughs> which that also annoyed me. Um, but then, but then right away you saw R two D two light up, and I'm like, I think I think they're trying to tell us its connection. I'm not saying that Han knew about it, well, he, but like there was some kind of because you saw like Luke, you know, doing something to R two D two. I guarantee you they're going to be like, yeah, there was some kind of thing that if you ever sense the death of Han Solo, activate, you know. He lit up after they got back, once they destroyed the Exactly, exactly. Right. But I'm still by saying, it's the, but it was the death of Han, because they were there before and he didn't light up. It's not like they weren't, he wasn't around them. Yeah. You know, he didn't light up until the death of Han Solo. And I'm well, like, well, why? It's, well, it's, also, okay. been, okay. it's well. also been known that uh, R2-D2 really hates Han Solo. So when he was around, he just didn't want to like talk to him. So he just acted like he was in low power mode. He was just faking him out. Yeah. Was, well, so, so many dangles. Oh God! I never thought that motherfucker would leave. Yeah, you could you could say that. I watched Crystal Skull. I hate you. <laughs> Luke was like the protector of the galaxy, right? right? But he left to to after whatever happened. I'm not gonna. I don't want to spoil too much again. Really? But, There's nothing left. <laughs> too late for that. Like, he left after, after all of his pod, Padawan were slaughtered. Yeah, he right. left to right? find the first Jedi temple. Exactly. Right. So. So he probably left Han as a fail like Han's the backup. Like, all right, Han will protect everyone while I'm, you know, on my spirit quest. You know, um, 
now that Han's dead, though, someone has to protect everyone again. So he's like, oh, shit, now if Han dies, then you have to come find me so I can come back to my role. I suppose, but did you want to leave that to a guy that risks his life daily and almost gets killed by people looking to trade with him? You never know. He gets away out of those. <laughs> he wasn't one of those that killed him. Some people have lapses in judgment. Uh, again, but, but yeah, like, like, fortunately, from what we're pointing out, it seems like it's the writers. Like, <laughs> like, that, that's, this is the point that I'm making is we're making excuses and reasons for the storytelling instead of me going like, this makes more sense. Again, and before anyone's worried, I enjoyed the movie. I'm pointing out that this is just what's bothering me in the movie is that I'm like, I have to make excuses for your writing in order for it to make sense for me. It sounds like a bad <laughs> relationship. Yeah, well, that's, and that's exactly what it's like. You know? At least we know uh, what Luke was doing, you know, away for all that time. He was practicing his blue steel look. He was perfecting <laughs> pretty much. You say saying a blue steel look. It was. If you look at it closely, it's the same look. With a little lip quiver. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> okay, and I, I know the big dislike is coming up. The new Death Star with the sun power. It's not a Death Star. What? It's not a Death Star. It's Death a Star Planet. Killer. Star Killer base. <laughs> Star Killer base. Uh, that I, big round thing with a hole in the middle. Exactly. Star Killer referencing to uh, something uh, that kills stars. No, no, it was um, Luke's original name no, when 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 George Lindsay Lohan's career. No, God, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it was wow, a, got Ralph angry before 2015 ended. Good job, Darth Vader's secret apprentice in the games. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, yeah. Killer, that was in, in um, oh, what's the name of that video game? Um, the Star, little Star Wars games. Knights of the Republic. Uh, the, Force the, the Force Unleashed. The Transformer? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Force Unleashed one and two, where it turns out that Star Killer had a clone also, which also goes rogue. God, but again, like like I brought up the comic about how they picked stormtroopers. If you didn't play the games, then you had no idea about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and it's funny because now they're they're changing what's in canon and what's not. So that's kind of interesting. That's a huge change they're doing too. They're like moving shit around drastically. Well, I mean, no, the canon is all the movies, the Clone Wars uh, saga, the current cartoon that's out, and Marvel. Everything Marvel is writing right now, but none of, <laughs> none because, of the previous yeah. books. Yeah, that's the thing. And the books, some of none the books of the that are really important parts and to something it. books. Yeah, but a lot of them was also fan fiction. I mean, they weren't written by George Lucas. No, but they were approved by. Him. Not really. They're just kind of approved by the publisher. <laughs> like, no, George is not sitting there going, no. <laughs> he proved that by making one, two, and three. <laughs> Which we should have said, no. <laughs> Anything else? Any other, any well, we other? hadn't gotten to the Star Killer base. <laughs> we, just started, so, we just brought it up. Where, where do we start with that? Well, the, the, okay, the everything of that thing is just wrong. I mean, the everything? The everything of it. It's just, well, it just starts off with, um, I, I, Han Solo summed it up really well when you just saw, like, well, here's the Death Star. And, you know, let's just say it's as big as a marble, just for the sake of giving somebody an idea of what it looks like. And here is the Star Killer base, and it's as big as the planet Earth compared to a marble. And you're like, and he's just like, well, so it's bigger. And I'm like, that's exactly my feeling. I'm like, we went for the whole bigger is more threatening, you know, way of going. And I'm like, that was, the start of it being bad enough but then when you're telling me they went it's powered by the sun and you're thinking okay solar power I, i'm up with that you know you get near the sun you draw all the energy you feel you bet no it actually sucks in the sun well, wait. and nothing melts and not, nothing melts <laughs> no, no or, gravity doesn't get affected in any solar system that this has happened in including the ship being near the sun it just sucks in the whole sun which think about it in order to reload you have to go to a whole other galaxy, which means whatever galaxy you were fighting to be in, you have to go away from it, find another sun, and, and every sun you take only makes you have to go further away. Right. <laughs> you know. It seems like a time for Ralph's Science Corner. I think not. <laughs> we, we've had a lot of science so far. <laughs> a lot of science. Science we, shouldn't we, we say it. A lot of science. But that, that, that device was horrible. 
it, it was the most ill thought out device ever in science fiction. <laughs> I swear, ever. You know. Aside from the weather dominator from GI Joe. Well, what did it do? I mean, but I mean, like, what was its? It dominated, dominated the weather. I was about to why I said, like, what, how did it function? Cap, you're dating yourself again. Well, it's the only one that was. <laughs> oh, oh. Well Oof. done. Well done. That was good. Rough. That's rough. <laughs> oh, that man. was rough. Anyway, I'm just saying, you're saying lame. I'm like, yeah, I can do yeah, it. But, but I'm just curious, yeah. like, what was the basic premise for the. the I, I mean, it, 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 somehow they. See, I, I got to watch G.I. Joe again. I got to watch that again. I remember they had three, um, three kind of Earth elements, and the Earth elements would um, go into this machine, and the machine would control the weather. That actually makes more sense than sucking <laughs> in an entire sun, and it has no effect. In the galaxy it's in. <laughs> or in the device itself that's doing the sucking. Right. Well, because we were talking about this afterwards uh, when you were awake have, um, yesterday. And I'm like, okay, name any metal. I mean, we're, we're, we're not in DC Universe, so we don't bring up anything else. We're in Star Wars, which is a it's basically like us. Name any metals you throw out the sun, what happens to it? It's going no. to melt. It's yeah. going to melt even before it gets to the sun. So imagine bringing the whole sun into a world. I don't care what metal you made it out of. You brought the whole sun into it it's in, like it's just going to melt <laughs> in a world where you have laser weapons you can develop energy shields that will we have laser heat. weapons now well no we we, I <laughs> we have that laser yesterday. weapons in this world i mentioned that yesterday too i said maybe the shields were strong enough to protect but of course thanks to phasma the we're shields down, were already were down. down those <laughs> shields not the thermal shields ha no those were no. the planetary shields how do you know? Did you look at the schematics? No, you did not. It wouldn't matter. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and like I said, it's like I've said every single time we have like these conversations, the fact that you have to defend that tells you how wrong it was It was my is. design. How do you think I feel? They blew it up. Speaking of design, by the way, this was like a surprise to everybody for the most part. I mean, it's one thing that they knew they had the Star Killer, right? But Finn goes, they're like, is there any weakness? And Finn goes, yeah, there's a shaft that's so-and-so. Did you notice that their device immediately shows you exactly what that looked like? Which means they had a full working schematics of the Starkiller base. Full. No. So for them not to know where any of the weak spots would be, no, it was, you see what I'm saying? They no, really no. got shafted. You gotta, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got to listen closely to what they said. It was actually, um, Finn told them where it was. And they sent a scouting party to scout the no, planet. No, no, no. When they showed... Wait, wait the, is it a planet? We talked about that yesterday. Yes, too. actually, <laughs> I can tell you... It, exactly. Starkiller was an ice planet in the unknown regions that served as the headquarters of the First Order three decades after the Battle of Endor. The base was commanded by General Hux and was armed with a super weapon capable of destroying entire star systems, which the First Order viewed as an ev- evolution of the planet-destroying capability of the Galactic Empire's Death Star designs. So, so that they, is the wiki from them. They cut it open like a gobstopper yes. and input this whole weapon and yep. put it back together yeah that only helps it more but anyhow <laughs> what i'm talking about is when they're at um when they're at leah's base of the rebellion yeah. they br- they bring up the schematic no one's gone anywhere no they had already gone and come back if you listen if From you when? listen if you listen i don't, re- I don't remember no no either. no dude they couldn't get there the shields weren't down yet no i didn't say they went to the planet they like they went to the the region where the planet was and they scouted it they say it because they said Okay. Um, they say that they trace back the scout to the planet where the resistance right. is. Right. So they have an image of the outside of the Star Killer. And Finn says there is a hatch or whatever you want to call it right it, there. It wasn't a hatch. It was, it, was a built, it was a structure on the surface no, of the no, planet. No, no, no. When you look at the blueprint on the screen, the blueprint goes into the object of the Star. In other words, it, and it branches out into pipes. It branches out as if you have the schematic of the Star Killer. 
I mean, no, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. No, 100. It, it looked very familiar to the schematic of the Death Star, right? But, so, but, you, but, but you do know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> no, I know, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's, it showed the whole. Right. It showed piping, the exactly and piping tube, which means you had the schematics of the Star Killer. And I'm like, that makes entire thing. I, I'm like, I think you're misremembering. But okay. no, I'm, I'm remembering. Let's move I'm on. Remembering exactly. I, I do remember them <laughs> mentioning a scout, but I don't remember them saying the scout went to look at the the planet destroyer and then come back and then like first of all, they didn't have time for that. They had like 16 minutes where they were gonna die. Like, yeah. they didn't have time to send someone out there and come no, back. No, no, that was before that. <laughs> Either way, it feels it, like, it feels like reason, it wasn't explained well. The only reason that they start targeting the planet where the resistance is at is because they trace back the scout to where they were. Well, we're not talking about them knowing where the Star Killer is. I'm talking about them knowing how the thing no, no, no. built on the inside. The only reason why... No, all right. Never mind. <laughs> to, okay. Ralph will have his day. Not, not when we get the DVD. You will rule <laughs> this <laughs> day. Not when we get the DVD. I'm going to go right there. No, I'm, I'm going to be like, ha! No. There it is. And that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> if you like to follow this fight, please leave us a message on Facebook <laughs> and you will see who is right. Oh, man. If you believe I am right, let me know. If you believe uh, Mike is right, let him know. And, we, like, know, and we know you know I'm right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God. Um, do you have any more dislikes before you go to ratings? I dislike your dislikes. Wow. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't have many dislikes. I mean, there was a lot of plot holes, definitely, but I loved the movie overall. Oh. It was great. Again, I did enjoy the film. These were just my problems with the film, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but I do have... Uh, I, I was trying to decide whether to do it after Rains or not, but uh, our, our resident, or I'm sorry, not resident, our non-resident Star Wars fan, uh, Jazz, sent me something to read. Uh, so I'll read it now. Since we've already had our opinions of what we said. So this was going to sound very weird coming out of my mouth. But these are not my words. Wait, wait. Can you do it in the rig voice? Uh, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> can you do it in a jazz voice? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> can you do it in a dark doom voice? No, because he's jazz, and that's not the way it works. Uh, <laughs> dark doom first is black doom. Get it right. Go my ahead. bad. Dark doom. Um, so from jazz, Star Wars is back, and it's the best installment since 1983. We are once again immersed in the world filled with amazing creatures, incredible visuals, and, of course, characters that can actually talk with some emotion in their voice. Oh, and daddy issues. J.J. Abrams had an incredibly difficult challenge with this movie, and that was to introduce a new generation of Star Wars with a new story, as well as recapture the magic of the original trilogy and satisfy the older fans as well. I was so happy to see that Abrams pulled it off. This is, of course, a new Star Wars and will be different, but this movie felt so much like Star Wars, and that is a good thing. From the first sentence of the opening crawl to the last amazing shot of Luke motherfucking Skywalker, which was my personal favorite part of the entire movie, Bruce The Steve. Force Awakens delivers on uh, what promises to be an exciting new adventure in a galaxy far, far away. Also, Rey is totally Luke's daughter. <laughs> that is from Jazz. Ah, uh, shout out to Jazz. We miss you, bro. Hopefully, you're enjoying your most definitely uh, time in Vermont. Yeah, he's time in Vermont. Hopefully, you come back to New York real quick before you go back on. Yeah, TV. I mean, it's not like you've ever brought us any Ben and Jerry's or any maple syrup or anything like that. But I mean, we still love you. That's that's hey, fine. Tom, you Tom, Tom brought here. scotch for us. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, every episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's good to hear that Jazz really evidently really enjoyed the uh, the movie. Well, I knew that was gonna happen. Come on, oh. he, like, he likes Superman also. And he's not even a fan of Superman like that. Yeah, Man of Steel. So, um, all right. So before we go to ratings, real quick, what would you rename this um, this episode of Star Wars? Uh, all right, Star Wars episode seven. The Force is still taking a nap. Duh. <laughs> I was gonna rename it Star Wars episode seven. The Sith Lord just finished puberty. <laughs> Stole mine because I was gonna say something referring to temper tantrums. So I'm done now. I'm done now. <laughs> 
I have Star Wars 4.5. <laughs> 4. <laughs> 4.5. It just feels like I've seen this movie way too many times. It's like 4A. <laughs> Basically, no, no, exactly. no, no. Star Wars Episode 7, Earth 2. <laughs> Pretty much. Episode, episode 4, Earth 2. All right. Ratings for Star Wars Episode 7. And not, not renaming it. <laughs> what, what are your ratings, Tom? I'm going to give it a nine. Like I kept saying yesterday, the nostalgia factor was great, you know, because I remember watching the movie with my dad when I was younger. So I'm going to give it a nine. I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I'm a little biased as well. Uh, I, I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> Especially when we said, what, what are the dislikes? There's not too many dislikes. What? <laughs> Mike? Um, I give it an eight. You're afraid you'll never be as strong as Darth Vader out of ten. Oh, all right. I'm going to give it... For those people, by the way, that are... You just... I'm like, I told you what was wrong with it. I didn't say it was a bad movie. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to give it an eight and a half. Jeez, this was better than any of the prequels out of ten. And last give it a one and it would have had the same rating. Yeah. <laughs> no, some, people, some people love the prequels, bro. Oh, I, I Believe me, I know that. But I'm like, you still could have given it a one and been like, and it was better. <laughs> Way better. <laughs> Ralph? I give it a nine. He just tried to kill me three times out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. All right. So there you have it. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. It looks like the franchise has been awakened with this and hopefully um, a good look at some things to come. But guys, don't go anywhere because Geeks on the Go is next. Geeks on the Go. Now with the Force. (laughs) All right. Very cool. All right. So you know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we never make it under a minute. But you know what? Because Kevin's not here, we should be able to move quicker. Shout out to Kevin who's not here. And then Why does he the make you talk slower? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just saying one extra person answer questions. So And also is another reason to throw out his name. So, you know. Oh, Big Kev? Big No Show? <laughs> big No Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's his new name. He's going to be like the wrestler. No Show. Why did you do a, 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 a whip sound there, Ralph? Huh? Why did you do a whip sound? What? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. He's trying to get away with it. He's looking at Indiana Jones poster. <laughs> oh, man. That wasn't me, Kev. Just for the record, that was your fellow Dominican. That was what? Why are you blaming me? Yeah. For, for Ready, uh-huh. set, go. If the reindeers of Santa's sleigh were in the Marvel Universe, would their powers be explained as mutations or victims of the Terrigen Mist? Ralph. Uh, neither. They were robots. Always <laughs> robots. Mike. Uh, in all actuality, Marvel already has explanation for that. They, the reindeer were gifts from Odin. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom? I'm going to go with mutants. You're going to go with mutants? All right. Tom's like, I don't know any of this I don't fucking care. That's a lame question. Uh, if Netflix decided to go with into phase two of their Marvel miniseries, what character or group would be a good candidate? Mike? Alpha Flight. Nice. Oh, yeah. Tom? I would go with Gambit. I want to see a Gambit series. I don't know if that's answered the properly question, but that's what I'm going with. It's not popular at all. <laughs> Deal with it. That's what I want. Ralph? Squirrel Girl. What the fuck? Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Netflix loses all of its money. <laughs> out of Deadpool. I, I'm sorry. Out of the movies. De- the time is up. Like I said, it's the questions that take the time. Shit it. Out of the, out of the, the movies, Deadpool, Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, and Captain America Civil War, which movie release should be only seen in 3D? Ralph. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Most deaf. Why? Because it would just look fucking awesome in 3D. Okay. Tom? What kind of question is that? I'm pretty Why? much excited for all those movies except for Batman and Superman. So any of them would be good in 3D. Wait, wait. You're not excited for not Batman really. and Superman? I'm not, I'm not really. I'm not excited for it. Wow. But if I had to pick one, I would agree also Captain America. I think those that's been the best franchise so far. All right. 
Mike. Deadpool, Suicide Squad, and Batman v Superman should all be shown in 3D. Apartment 3D. <laughs> Civil War should actually be shown in the IMAX theaters. All right. <laughs> and last but not least, which comic book miniseries of 2015 was the, was the worst? Secret Wars or Converges? Tom? Well, according to my conversation with MFG, it'd probably be easier to explain how the Death Star harnessed the sun than to explain <laughs> any of the things you just said. It's well, true. Well done. Ralph? Uh, I think what I did this morning in the bathroom on the toilet was probably better than both of them. Oh, that's wow. just so gross, bro. Well, we don't know what he did on the bathroom toilet. But, <laughs> but at the same time, we're not investigating. <laughs> don't I shake was, his right hand. I was knitting a sweater. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Mike? Uh... Convergence gave unborn future generations cancer. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> and that's your answer. Exactly. All right. Let's go on a shout out real quick. Okay. Well, actually, I have something I meant to bring up uh, from Star Wars, actually. I just want to bring out this real fast. Um, does, okay. Who here has watched Scream Queens? Yeah. Yeah, I watched okay. it. I mean, it, doesn't it doesn't matter. Sorry. Um, so the character, Billy Lord, the one that had all the earphones on. Yes. Yeah, she's actually Carrie Fisher's uh, daughter. Oh, get out of here. Hence the Layla head, um, earmuffs. Uh, down to the point that if you saw the fi- finale when it. she's in jail, remember, she comes out, the, yeah. she doesn't have the earmuffs anymore. Her hair is now uh, like the earmuffs. Yeah. Oh, that's and cool. And she's actually in the movie. She's, yeah, yeah, she's like in the scene, like one of the scenes when they're at the base of Leia's base, she's uh, in the background and she has her hair kind of like the Leia hair. I got to check that out. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Uh, I, I like the, all all the Star Wars nods and references. It's really cool. It's it's a, it's a good franchise, and I feel like things have been you know revitalized with this new movie because I mean it was supposed to be revitalized for Episode One, and then it just destroyed it. It's kind of the Schumacher of Star Wars. I guess I mean to me like if you if by revitalize you mean I get to hear about Star Wars until like you know the middle of the next year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Shout outs. Does anybody have any shout outs? I got a shout out for a coworker of ours, Teddy. Said he was going to watch it today. Watch or listen? He was going to watch the movie today. Oh, okay. Does he ever listen to us? Yeah, he does sometimes. Ah, then then we like you, Teddy. (laughs) You heard that, Ted? (laughs) I told him, hey, he's like, oh, don't spoil it for me. Like, oh, yeah, we shot you out. We're going to spoil it a lot. Well, yeah, well, well, it's kind of too late to go, like, hey, don't listen to it if you haven't watched the movie because you've gotten to the end of this one. So we gave him a warning, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'll give him yeah. a warning tomorrow. But like, don't listen. Oh, I already heard it. Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't stop listening. <laughs> um, Mike, have any any um shout outs? Uh, not that I can think of. Oh, okay. Tom, shout out to my Uber driver yesterday, Jose, who I tried to convince to listen to the podcast. Ah. <laughs> Hopefully, he listens. And Jose, he <laughs> shit. When when Tom told me that, I was like, you get the MVP award. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get a random uh, Uber driver to to freaking um listen in. So that's good. Really good. Um, got a couple of shout outs. Um, shout out to, of course, Bosch and Cheyenne over at Four Life Podcast. Four episodes in a row. Who would have thought that shit happened? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I go up to Bosch yesterday. We went to dinner. Tom and I went to dinner with some of the guys and some of the girls. And I see Bosch and I go, "Oh, I've been listening to your podcast." He goes, "Yeah, four straight. We're on a roll." I'm like, "Thank God, it's pretty good." So keep up the good work, sir. <laughs> shout out to Erin. I got to shout her out now because sometimes when I say that she's not listening, she does. So I'm just like playing it safe and making sure that I shout her out. Just she say can kiss my butt. Just say she's not <laughs> listening, so that way she'll have something to say. That way she knows that. That way you know that she's listening. She's like, hi, I listened when you said I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you make her sound like that? Hi, I listened. When you... 
That's just my default woman voice. <laughs> with, with an attitude? Because you're doing the whole head wave thing. I'm around a lot of black women. Well, it's his, his default woman voice because it's his, uh, the robot woman that he uses. It's the, wow. Well, it's the default voice. It's Machina. Are we bringing Wait. back the flashlights again? <laughs> oh, my God. Were you the designer? <laughs> he did say MFG on it. So. Oh, my God. You thought it was manufacturing, but no. <laughs> Shout out to Jamal, who I bumped into in the middle of the street yesterday. Jamal. Uh, he was like, he's, he wants to be on soon, so we'll negotiate when the next time he'll be on. Mr. How much is he going to pay us? <laughs> Oh, with all the jobs he has? Shit. <laughs> you hear that, Jamal? We're going to extort your ass. <laughs> um, actually, shout out to Gabe. Um, he never listens either. He, he says, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen. Who, Super Gabe? Super Gabe. Nobody calls him that but him. <laughs> <laughs> and where he's like, oh, everybody calls me that. Who? Myself. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Gabe. And, um, oh, I had one more shot. I couldn't remember who it was. I guess it's not that important. Not, and so for Wow. <laughs> don't you do that. That's just fucked up. Um, actually, I had an announcement to make because, you know. Um, Are you pregnant? Actually, I'm leaving the show. Um, Yay. It's been, it's been about. Oh, shit. God, I can't, tell, I can't even tell a joke. God damn. Fuck you. <laughs> I was going to make this whole speech about, yeah, you know, I want to leave the show because the baby and all this stuff. And then I was going to say, well, you know, I'm not going to leave. I just wanted something dramatic to say at the end because our last episode. But that didn't work. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> the real plot. The real plot twist is I'm taking over for the cat. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, what I wanted to say the is real twist is that I'm taking this thing solo. Ooh, Han Solo. Like the ratings will go solo. <laughs> like his bedroom solo. <laughs> the real twist is this episode was brought to you by M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> what the twist? <laughs> Actually, uh, all jokes aside, my real announcement was that, you know, I just want to wish everybody out there a really safe and wonderful holiday because the next episode we have will be, I believe, um, January 3rd or January 2nd. Something that some, something in that weekend. So in the don't new look year. at me. I'm just a tech guy. And hopefully we'll have spent some time deciding what we are, will and won't do with this uh, podcast. Maybe make some improvements. Like, for instance, more me, <laughs> less of them. That sounds good. <laughs> More who? No more you. Mike gets muted. (laughs) I'm excited. I have something to listen to now as I drive back from Canada. (laughs) How's this going to shape up? (laughs) But seriously, um, on behalf of everybody here at Meanwhile 22 Pages Later and our guests and everybody, have a safe and wonderful holiday. Um, Please, you know, be near the ones you love. And even if you don't celebrate the holiday, just take care of each other because it's a very dangerous time out there. And we just want to hear that everybody comes back. So don't be with the ones you love. Be near them, though. And bring some protective weapons just in case. Stalk them from a distance. You know? <laughs> any, any of them have any cuts that you didn't know? They could become zombies. You never know what's going to happen. I don't them. like the word stalking. I prefer obsessively shadowing. Because <laughs> okay. stalking is a very <laughs> ugly word. That you know? is true. That is true. All right. So any, any John, about? let's have fun out there across the seas. That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Okay. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Um, anything else? you guys want to add before we close out not a thing for me all right so this is putting a bow on 2015 hopefully the next show we will have the bags and boards awards but we'll discuss that next episode so for mfg mike the finance guy rt square we're off the tech and um the guy who's trying to get rid of kev hips to tom do something about it this is the cap saying keep it geeky and hopefully 2016 will be better than 2015 which was pretty good also